Okay, so today we're going to have a surprise. It's sitting right behind Adam. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's very loud. There's only a few of them in America, a few in the world. It's sold out within the first hour when they announced that it's the first ever crate. And I'm going to show it. I'm going to show it when we crack 3,000 okay. people live. I'm going to show it today. How about I haven't that? even turned around yet. You, 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 you've I, seen it. You haven't had a ride on it like you had with Adrian. That's a different story. But it's sitting right behind us. Matter of fact, scared to turn around. You know what? Uh, first of all, Tom, how are you doing? Yeah, good, good, to to see you. Good, good to see you. Adam, Tom good Tanner's to see you. Should we just tease him with the sound, what it sounds like? Should I, I just know, go man. turn it on and see what the yeah. neighbors are going to say? I say yes. Hang tight. Hang tight for me. Hang tight for me. Hang on. All right, let's see if we can do this. Now, is this dangerous for us because we have microphones? going to be like 10. All right, let's see. What was that, a monster truck? What was that, Pat? Bicycle? Is that like a... Uh, I was thinking riding lawnmower. Huh? Riding lawnmower. Riding lawnmower. So that's what it sounds like. But when you see it... Yeah. You said it looks like something Joker would drive. Yeah, it did. That's what you said. Uh-huh. Either Joker or the Batman. One of these two characters Anyways, in here. So we got a surprise. And by the way, I'm going to reveal it when we crack 3,000 okay. live. When it that cracks 3,000 live, I'm going to show All right. what's parked down uh, back then. We'll get right. You smell Smells it? good, too. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Within 20 minutes, we're going to be high. You may want to open that door right there for All this right. smell to get out because we can smell the fumes. Now Anyways, we're talking. That's my kind of part. We Let's got go. lots of great, great <laughs> topics yes. to get into. I know... You just had a friend's car that got, was on turning uh, fire, but we'll get into that sure. here in a minute. Let me just say some of the stories we got to cover today. And the first thing I want to do is your story. So, United Airlines hits back at pilot training uh, diversity criticism. They announced that they're going to be hiring 50% over the next, the, the, you know, next 50, yeah. uh, whatever timeline it is, 50% of the folks they hire is going to be from a inclusive diversity community. Oh, thank God. Thank so we're going to talk about, no, Adam's very happy about that. Yes. China hits Alibaba with a record-breaking $2.8 billion fine, but behaving like a monopoly. Coinbase is on fire. The IPO, they're saying the value of Coinbase today, ready for this, is bigger than Goldman Sachs. We're going to talk about that. Amazon defeats historic Alabama Union effort. Americans invested more in the past five months than they did in the last 12 months. Uh, Domino's launching autonomous pizza delivery with a tiny self-driving car called R2. Not D2, just R2. They left <laughs> the D2 sense. out. Makes sense. Uh, ever given ship forbidden to leave the Suez Canal until its owner pays up to a billion dollars in compensation for the chaos it caused. Apple reportedly uh, building new Apple TV with built-in camera and speaker. Facebook spent $23 million last year on Zuck Security just in 2020. Southwest Airline recalling 2,700 flight attendants for summer travel. Company execs meet at White House over chip shortage. Opposition wins election in Greenland, casting doubt on future of Earth. Rare Earth Mine. CEO pay surge in a year of upheaval and leadership challenges. China with a $400 billion deal with Iran, could deepen influence on in the Middle East, a topic we're definitely touching today. 46% won Dwayne The Rock Johnson as president as he floats potential idea. <laughs> $2.1 billion of undocumented workers signal New York's progressive shift. New York raises income tax on super wealthy, raising concerns among corporations. New York's wealthiest look for exit as the state readies hefty tax increase. And uh, a couple other things we got here is the spending package. Army uh, Israeli chief, army chief appears to hint at possible role in Iran nuclear site incident. Why Ron DeSantis' 2024 stock is rising? 
And then uh, a couple last topics yeah, here that we may get into. Don't forget about Snoop and the Koch brothers. I got, I got, may talk about a Zoom call with Snoop uh, and Koch brothers somehow led to them starting a pro-weed group. Go figure. Anyways, so tell us what happened with your friend in California. Well, good to see you guys. You know, uh, have you heard Zenner, that? ladies and gentlemen. Have you Tom heard Zenner. that? Now, get this. Work with me on this. In California... There's a problem where there's homeless people. Have you heard about this? Yes. It's out of control. I think I read it You somewhere. know what else I heard about this, Tell too? Me. You know why it's so bad in California? And this is this is very serious. Is because other states are giving their homeless population a bus voucher and a food voucher one and a one-way ticket to California. So that's part of the problem, too. So I was I saw my friend in West Hollywood on Saturday, okay. and he was talking about the fact that he had to get a new car. And we were going to introduce him to one of our friends. Hey, you know, go see this guy. Great guy. He'll take care of you. By the way, why do you need a new car? And it came up, well, my car started on fire. So then I was thinking maybe he had a defective car, a yeah, lemon, yeah. something bad happened, something weird, an He's electrical spark. This. He's telling us this, God. just by the way. And this is now we were at his store um, in West Hollywood on La Cienega. So this is a very, very, you know, you know the area. It's a very, very popular area. It's very high traffic. It's very uh, busy during the day. So he tells us that the reason he needs a new car is because a homeless person started his car on fire. There was a homeless person. Now, there's a lot of homeless people around there right there on the A Los homeless Cienegas. person? Started his car on fire in the middle of the day. What's the like motive? Put, What's like the reason? Just, just because. Just because. He was walking down the street and tried to light the light pole in front of their store on fire, but that was metal. So he wasn't able to do that. So he took the the, um, the lighter and he lit the car. This is not uncommon, by the way, this type of thing. Is this Middle East or is this L.A.? <laughs> right? It's crazy. And then he, he said he— East L.A. No, and, and, and Middle when, East, when he talked same about thing. that, I was thinking, man, that's kind of crazy. Man, I wonder what that looked like. The yeah. dude actually had a video because the thing was on fire. The you, car was on. you have a video of this? Yeah, there's actually video. Let's see what we got. Let's see what we got. This. It looks like a movie set Kai, you got this? That's your friend's car. Yeah, this is car. I mean, that, what is that? A Range Rover? What is that? It was some GMC? sort of SUV, and that's La Cienega. By the way, that looks like a Porsche. Uh, the SUV. Por- Whoa! Damn! Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's in front of his store. Yeah, literally, the store is right there by the yellow, and then that right down there. By the way, right across the street, there's a you know one of the most popular restaurants in LA is a restaurant called Catch LA. Yeah. You know yeah, the catch. fish on Melrose. They're opening up a Catch Steak right there across the street, but they can't open it. Because there's a homeless encampment because there's one patch of grass that is city property, right? Public pot property. So then they, they sent up an encampment there so the restaurant can't even open. So, you know, when I found out, too, that other states, cold weather states, are sending people to California. And then no one even talks about doing anything. And slowly it gets worse and worse and worse. But that was just crazy because it kind of hit close to home knowing somebody that had his car torched. But he is going to get a new car, by the way. So, so I got a by the way, crazy story. He, he, no one, no one got hurt. No. His kid, nobody got hurt, which no is good news. Yeah. It's a car, a car you can replace yeah. it with insurance. But what's crazy is the fact that this is happening right now regularly in LA, and it's just part of the lifestyle of living in LA today. What the homeless thing, the burning the cars, the, the homelessness, chaos. the looting. They can. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna What are you gonna get from a homeless person that has nothing? Go ahead and sue him. What are you gonna yeah. get? The mm-hmm. state's gonna give you money. The city's gonna give you money. They're about to go bankrupt. So what are you really going to do to this homeless person? They're going to go to jail. They, that's exactly what they want. So now they they want a home. place to stay at with yeah. food and all that other stuff. Hey, let me light up more cars to get a place to stay at. So I'm getting rewarded to lighting a car on fire. 
You're giving me a place to live with food and security. There is no safer place than prison. Go to prison. You got a bunch of security people to protect you. Mm. And next, when I say there's no safer pr- place than prison, you're in a place where you, the only people you have to worry about is what? Inmates. Sure. So here you go. Let me light up the car and I'm going to go to a place to live and eat. Not so safe. Yeah, yeah and it is inmates. part of day-to-day life. And you almost become immune to it. What you see on a regular basis, if you thought this was 10 years ago, you, you wouldn't believe that you were actually living this life. Now you just think, okay, what's next? It's normal. You just continue yeah. to accept things. It's normal. And by the way, we talked about this last week. You weren't here with us. We, the total number of homelessness in, in America today is around 580,000 total homeless people in America okay. today, 580. Accounted five, for, right? Yeah, accounted yeah. for. Out of 580, guess how many live in California? 60%? 160. Okay. Not 160%, okay. but 160,000. Yeah. Of the 160,000, 60s in L.A. Hmm. And in the last 12 months, it increased by 20,000 homeless people just in the city of L.A. Unbelievable. And it's all in visible areas, too. It's not like they're tucked away in the forest or in the woods or somewhere in a valley. So i got to tell you something. Uh, Kai, can you pull up the tweet I got from uh, 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 somebody that's running for governor? If you go to my Twitter account, I told Sam, I don't know if Sam brought it up or not. Go to my Twitter account and just type in Patrick Bay David. Go up there. So I get this tweet the other day. Yeah, click on that. Go down. I retweeted it. Go down. From the major. Yeah, so not from the major. So I get a tweet. Uh, 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 go a little bit lower. Go a little bit lower. Maybe you should. I thought I retweeted it. Keep going. 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 It's that far down? You got to be kidding me. You're doing me. a lot of tweeting, man. Is that the one? Go up? I think that's the one. Uh, no, that's not the one. Anyways, there was one tweet that came out, and I retweeted it. I'm surprised I can't find it. Anyways, so somebody, somebody shared the podcast. Remember the podcast we did when I said the state of California needs to eliminate the state taxes, and the way you do it is what Florida is doing, which is a tourist tax. tax, And California's got one of the biggest uh, amount of tourists that come in every year, and tourism is about to increase. Mm -hmm. How about you eliminate state taxes and you impose a 15% tourist Tourist tax tax for people that come? So this guy, the video gets shared with them. Wasn't he running for governor? The, the video gets shared Major? with him. Apparently, he is running for governor. Let me see if I can pull it I up. I want to say here. his name is Major. Am I wrong on that? I want to say Major uh, Williams. Major Williams. Major Williams. Hang on. Let me just give him credit because if he is, uh, I want more people to look into it. Here we go. I got it. So, Kai, it goes two days ago. It says, Someone listened to the podcast. Good. It's literally two days ago. So, Chris Quinton, shout out to him, sends this to me and he says, a California governor candidate, Major Williams, is adopting Patrick Bay David's message on how to solve. Wow. Kai, this is, you can't see it. It's on the 11th. April 11th, right there. You don't see it? Go a little lower. It'd be great if Steph we can Curry. pull it up. Interesting. Is it, well, maybe why don't you go all the way to the top that shows the tweets and retweets, like replies. Yeah, tweets and replies right there. See if it comes up there. Go up. Uh, 10 hours ago, it should come up here in a minute. Two days ago. Okay. Well, then it's not showing up on your end. Uh, California governor uh, candidate Major Williams is adopting uh, Patrick Bay David's message on how to solve California taxes, eliminate state income tax, and impose a tourist tax. Unfortunately, California legisla- legislators will vote for a tourist tax on top of all the taxes, including income tax property. <laughs> so he put it on his website. Oh, yeah, we like that I'd deal. love Let's to show this to you. Kai, I'm going to send this to you and see if you can figure out a way to put it up. Uh, because if this is the case, I'd encourage people to go look into him. Uh, yeah, it's time to think major for governor, okay? And he said economy taxes, eliminate state taxes, impose tourist tax of 15%. 
This model is viable and implemented by states such as in Florida. Our focus is to make sure that California family, small business, and independent contractors are considered for financial breaks uh, after disastrous year misguided decisions from the leadership of the state. Our administration will execute a regulatory audit and stay well. So anyways, there you go. It's a great idea. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. Because if you actively promote the fact that we want more there tourists right here, there. right? Yeah. You're going to bring them in. It's going to only help the economy that much more. The tourists gonna are going to come anyway. The hotels are going to yeah. come back. The restaurants, the beaches are going to get cleaned up. It's going to be great. It makes. To, I love the fact that you know it was something specific. You didn't just say, hey, raise taxes here. You say 15%. He can easily go run the numbers, do the math on what that means based on average tourism in California. Man, that might even revive San Francisco, help the wine country. I mean, all of California is a tourism area i mean of makes course sense. and yeah. by the way here's what i the point i made in the in the podcast a couple weeks ago when we talked about this here's what i said i said imagine a tourist is coming to the state california uh, you want to go to san francisco mm-hmm. napa you want to go to san diego you want to go to palm hollywood springs, palm springs pick it it does you got a million places mm-hmm. to go to for vacation in california you think the the customer that's coming as a tourist is going to say, no, I'm not going. The difference between spending $10,000 versus $11,500? Hell no. He's no. still going to go. Absolutely. That's the point. So yeah, why don't you Florida's add that? Look what Florida's doing. Look what, I mean, that's no one's Florida's, like, I'm not going to go to Florida. I'm not no. going to South Beach. I'm not going to Orlando. Yes. Because of a tourist tax, they're yes. going to pay it. But the guy, uh, Chris Quinton, who, uh, the, the guy that said, unfortunately, California legislators will vote. Here's a t- tough part with states like California. Anytime you introduce a new tax, they salivate over it. So if Major Williams, if this is going to be shared with you, I want you to be thinking about this and start talking about it, if this makes sense to you, is the following. Whenever you introduce a new tax, what they do is they sit there in the state of California, places like California, New York, Illinois, they sit there and they say, huh, great idea, but we're definitely not going to eliminate state taxes but guess what? What if we impose this anyway five years from now, ten years from now? So you introduce a good idea. They run with yeah. it to add it on top of everything else. So you could say, why don't we add a gas tax that's going to help us eliminate state taxes and lower the state taxes top line from what you got from 13 points, 13.3, let's just say, with Obamacare, all that stuff together. Bring it down to six, but rates, let's raise gas taxes. They'll say, no, let's do both of them. So you got to figure sure. out a way to... Get the voter to understand the difference between the two. Yeah, and you know what? They, they've already spent the money. They see that 15%. They've already figured out a way to spend it. Does your it. chair keep going down? Yeah, Kai, we got to switch. Okay. Same thing as last time. Go okay. ahead. Okay, and, and you know, so he's got to get ready to figure out how to debate Caitlyn Jenner over this because she might be running for governor too. Yeah. It's going to be wide open in California. You know, Newsom is pretty much fighting for his life right now. This recall thing is going to happen. Now, the difference is he's going to be able to spend unlimited funds. There's no limit on what you can spend. So he's going to have $100, $200, $300 million in a war chest to fight this thing. We'll see. But practical makes sense. We need a couple alternatives of people to look at here. But but I will tell you this. Shout out to a guy like him mm-hmm. who's running for governor. Mm-hmm. What this shows, that he's listening. Mm-hmm. It's the biggest thing that you're listening to what voters in the mm-hmm. state that you and I both love. Yeah. I may be in Florida, but I love the state. I lived there for 20-some years. I'd love to see that state yeah. get their act together. And, Pat, I, I will say this, too, real quickly, is I think people are going to vote for their with their pocketbook in this recall election. Forget about saving right. the environment. Forgetting about all right. the social issues that are out there. Everybody in California has been affected by this. So ignore any polls. You hear that Newsom might be okay, that 66% of people want to keep him in there. No one's going to admit it to a pollster ever. Yeah. I think he's got a real chance of getting out. Well, so see. when is this recall election in California? This fall. It's happening. Yeah. Boom. I mean, they haven't announced it officially, but they've got the signature. So you're need. voting for Caitlyn Jenner over Newsom. <laughs> 
I got to hear what she has to say if she runs. I think it'd be interesting. Okay. Well, you know she's going to bring up the 72 Olympics. That's like the cornerstone of the Catalan. Yeah. 76. Yeah. 76. Um, you know, you know I met him when yeah. he was when it when he was a uh, uh, You met uh, him before uh, he was a her. Yeah. I mean, yeah. when I met him. He and I have a picture together yeah. Yeah. from 20 years ago, some uh, 19 man. years big ago. Big guy, yeah. too. Six Man's four. man, totally. totally. Yeah, big, big hands, big guy, yeah, yeah. totally. You know, if you appreciate athletics and you look at his individual times and distances in all 10 he events. Crushed it. In the, he, the dude runs like a 10-500, right? He probably runs mm-hmm. a, a 44 400, probably about a, a 358 mile. I mean, it's insane. Which is, which is ridiculous, ridiculous, what you just said right there, ridiculous. right? Ridiculous. Yeah. Greatest athlete of all time. I met him one time, too. I met her. Did you say so, greatest athlete of all time? Well, at that time. <laughs> at that time. At that oh, okay, time, yeah, he yeah. was the greatest. Yeah. When you're the decathlon champion, you yeah. are the greatest athlete yeah. in the world for that. You know, I've spent a lot of time with, uh, I know with you have. Bruce Jack. I know you have. And the only thing he would talk about, I mean, this was during the whole wedding and everything. Yeah. He would only talk about, you know, back in my day when I was in the 76, uh, the Catholic. Did he really? Did he I'm like, dude, that up it's, all the time? it's 2011, bro. You know, like, but you know what? He, he's earned the right to do that. all he talks about. It was like his whole it. thing. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. What do you think Tom Brady is going to be talking about 40 years from now? Of course. You, what, 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 do you think, what do you think Jordan talks about today? The other day, Matt Sapala was here. He says, I was having a cigar when Michael opened up his restaurant, and him yeah. and Sheena go there to sit down. He says, we're sitting there for the opening of his restaurant, yeah. and guess who comes and sits to the left of Sheena, and he and Sheena have a cigar together. Mike. Wow. Michael shows this up. This is how long ago? This is like, I don't know, a year ago. Uh, okay, say something gotcha. like that. So Michael recent, comes, recent. sits next to Sheena. Yeah. They're having a cigar, and he says, the entire time, all Michael kept doing is taking shots yeah. at everybody. He kept saying, hey, you know, somebody from the, uh, you know, the, the Chicago Bears was there. What are you doing? Is the last biggest milestone you ever had is 84 <laughs> when you guys won it? What are you 86. up to? 86. 86 when he said, just going back, back yeah. taking shots. but Still talking trash. Still you're talking always going to relive the glory days. Well, I mean, if you. If That's like Pat with his Army stories. They're always going to have a good Army story. If the glory days were yeah. legendary yeah, no glory Hall of Fame type of stuff, them. you kind of got to talk, talk about it. You kind of got to talk You got to talk about it. If it's not, it's not like that, then it's a different story. Anyways. I got a toy sitting right behind Adam. Yeah. That's going to be revealed at around th- when we got 3,000 plus people live. That. That'll be revealed. I just and want that. Uh, so if you're on here having fun with us, click on that thumbs up button to get the SEOs on it's our side. It's a different side. channel. And subscribe to the channel. It is a different channel. We got a lot to talk about. I say we get into the Coinbase story. How about Ooh. that? We'll get to the Coinbase story. So Coinbase uh, <laughs> is on fire. Okay. Coinbase IPO, here's what you need to know. This is a story from Forbes. Soon you'll be able to buy the company that helps you buy Bitcoin. Coinbase, the largest cryptocurrency exchange in the U.S., has announced plans to go public April 14th with the ticker COIN, but it will uh, it will uh, 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 pronounce that word for me, uh, Adam. It will take the traditional IPO process of hiring investment uh, banks to drum up interest and finance deal. Instead, Coinbase plans to post its share straight on the NASDAQ stock exchange via so-called direct listing technique. Pioneered big names like Spotify and Palantino recent years. Coinbase does mm-hmm. not earn money by charging you to store your cryptocurrency in its popular wallet service. Instead, it earns fees and commissions when you actually buy and sell cryptocurrency. A report from Axios found that the company was valued at $100 billion when it sold shares on a private market. They're estimating it's going to be over 100 $50 billion, which is more than Goldman Sachs. Thoughts? I, I, there, has there ever been anything more polarizing than Bitcoin and the value of it, where you have some experts that are so convinced that this thing is going to tank, it's going to bottom out, it's going to yeah. you know continue to fluctuate, and then you have someone like Robert Kiyosaki yesterday That's right. who said it's going to go to, what, 1.5 million? 1.5 million? Unbelievable. I mean, you've yeah. got smart people on both ends of this. I think this is great. 
for Coinbase yeah. because you're going to get so many naive people that want to feel like they're in the game, that they're they're involved in Hey, do you have any Bitcoin? Yeah. Do you have any Bitcoin? Yeah. Well, I can't afford one coin that costs $60,000, but this can kind of say at cocktail parties and with my peers and in the locker room when I'm getting dressed at the health club, yeah, I've got Bitcoin now or I'm involved in cryptocurrency. I think there's going to be a lot of people lose a lot of money in this thing because they don't know what they're doing. I'd say the vast majority of people that get involved in something like this don't know what they're doing, but I think it's a brilliant move by Coinbase. What do you think? Yeah, well, I mean, there's a couple different sides of the coin, so to speak. So for the retail investors, this is essentially going to be sort of like the Robin Hood for crypto obviously robin hood there's commission free trading and you don't have to pay to make trades but on this you do um but yes i think a lot of people are obviously super excited i think the ipo is coming out tomorrow i want to say but something that people are not familiar with this coinbase that is also known as sort of the bankers bank where a lot of the big banks out there the goldman sachs of the world the um credit swiss deutsche bank everything they're using coinbase as well as sort of like um, a custodian for all their crypto. This mm-hmm. is where they're holding all their mm-hmm. crypto. So the one thing that, er- that everyone has to be concerned about when it comes to crypto and Bitcoin is legitimacy. Is it secure? Is there fraud? I mean, yeah. we know we've been experiencing some stuff here at Valuetainment with all the nonsense that's going on. That's the biggest challenge at this point. Thoughts? Yeah, so so look, there's a couple of things. I'll say that and I'll go into what you just brought up right now. Look, number one is the following. The question like a lot of people are asking is, what is a better investment, Coinbase or, or Bitcoin? Mm-hmm. Like, let, me, let me say mm-hmm. that one more time. Are you better off investing in Coinbase mm-hmm. or are you better off investing in, uh, in uh, uh, crypt, uh, Bitcoin? So if you buy uh, Bitcoin today at what? $62,000. Record-breaking high pretty much. It's at sixty-two k, right? You buy Coinbase today, it's a $150 billion company. Is it more likely that Coinbase will go to $300 billion or Bitcoin will go to 160, 125 billion, mm-hmm. 125,000. Is it more likely that crypto, uh, that uh, Coinbase will go to a 1.5 trillion dollar valuation, or is it more likely that uh, uh, Bitcoin's going to go to 620,000 valuation? You know what I'm saying. So I mean, a lot of people are like, "Man, I totally missed on this whole Coinbase concept." Mm-hmm. But here's some news for people to be thinking about if you missed it on Coinbase. There is another competitor out there called Binance, okay? Mm-hmm. Binance, if you want to bring them up, Binance, B-I-N-A-N-C-E. I think it came out in 2017, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Again, I may be wrong. Just type in Binance. Uh, uh, no, take out the stock. I have the app Just on type my phone right here. E, Binance. Okay, right there. 2017 came out. Uh, so 2018, Binance was the largest cryptocurrency in the world. Just so you know, they have a token in Binance called Binance Coin that's got the market uh, cap right now of $85 billion, I think. Click on it to see if it shows. Uh, Binance Coin, $89 billion as of right now. You look at it right there, it's $89 billion as of right now. And they are competing directly with Coinbase. Yeah. So th- this, this is not going away. This isn't just a Coinbase monopoly. There's other guys that are coming up, and they're going to be competing in the marketplace with we this. We also have Gemini. We also have Gemini. The, the Winklevoss boys. Yep. Yes, we do. We also have Gemini. And, but here's what I want you to be thinking about. He just, he just made a comment here. Kai, go to, go to Valuetainment and go to yesterday's um, – go to YouTube channel Valuetainment and go to yesterday's interview with Dan Price. Dan Price. Type in Dan Price. Yeah, let's go to Dan Price's interview. So check this out. Click on his interview. Press pause so we're not listening to the audio. Yeah. So now go to press pause. 
Press pause. Okay, go to comments. Go lower. So look at anybody that responds. So say, this was great. I really love this debate. Click on the replies. See, that's the problem. This guy creates a channel, not creates a channel. He creates an account that's same exact logo, same exact name, and look what it says. Start investing in crypto, BTC and Ethereum, trade to make profits, and puts a number there the way they do so uh, Google doesn't catch it because that's his WhatsApp number. People are responding to it. We got an email this morning. I had Mario call the guy. This guy sends an email this morning saying, hey, I gave you guys $15,000 of Bitcoin. You know, I need to get my money back. Patrick owes me $16,000, right? Because this guy named Brian Todd, who works for you guys, said that you guys, if you go, I'm going to get this mentorship. And Mario calls him this morning. They're having a conversation. Like, this is not wow. us, buddy. So the part with Bitcoin where I believe guys like him could mm-hmm. potentially get the government to step in is those types of transactions that happen, it's affecting people have spent nearly a half a million dollars with others who are saying this is not because the same thing they're doing here. Go to another comment, by the way. Look at this. It's not a real channel. Go to about. How are they even able to you can, you can, pull up? A, how, do, how can they get the name Valuetainment? But it's not called Valuetainment. It's just a logo. They, it's just a logo. logo. So look when it started, February 25th. So go back to the other to, to our channel and go to another comment that says something good. So just go lower, go a little lower, go a little lower, go a little, the one that doesn't have too many replies. Like he tried to question Patrick. Okay, click on that right there. View. Okay, again. Boom, again. Wow. By the way, there are, if I tell you 1,000, it's a small number. He has responded to 50,000 comments, this fake account. We keep reporting it to YouTube, and YouTube has not taken it down. So if I go on there and I click on the channel to uh, hide it, okay, click on the channel right there that he's putting the comments. Click on it right there to see to no no the uh, the guy that commented, click on him, the guy that the guy value tainment the fake account, mm-hmm. okay, so if we go out here to try to block him, okay, we report him and that's all you can do. This is a separate one. This just got started April 9th. so it's like fifty different fake accounts that they're creating and people are falling for. Scary. So here's twelve thousand dollars of Bitcoin. I want to get you know into the cryptocurrency Patrick strategy. I would never have a cryptocurrency strategy because for people who follow my content, they know we're not a crypto. But the challenge with crypto, you get a thousand of these that go to regulators. You get ten thousand of these. You get a hundred thousand of these. Who typically ruins a great opportunity? Who? Scumbags. Scumbags. Con men. Yeah. Right. Who typically ruins a great opportunity and brings overregulation? Yeah. People who abuse a great platform. So, well, anytime that there's major money, obviously you're gonna have people trying to you're defraud gonna, a system. You're gonna have that's it, gonna happen. I'm hoping this doesn't. This is get, why but, crypto is eventually going to get regulated. I mean, Are you that's kidding very me? Scary. I mean, you can't have stuff like this. There's nothing I can do about and it. And Pat, if this is happening in Valuetainment, yeah. imagine how many other channels this is happening to. Imagine how many other people. This yeah, is they're happening going to, to people with credibility, me? and they're responding to them, and they're doing this on LinkedIn, left and right. I have like 50 fake accounts on. LinkedIn. They all block me, so I can't block them. I don't know if this makes sense or not. So they start the account. So it's a strategy they use. Yeah. They create a LinkedIn account. They block the person they're copying so you can't see it. They're responding to all the different comments that people are posting, and then you're getting money out of them saying, hey, if you'd like to be part of a private uh, group, hey, send us a Bitcoin here. And they're not taking it off credit cards. They're not mm-hmm. taking it off any kind of real. So any of this, again, that, that part of abuse could sure. bring a lot of attention okay, so from the regulators. Yeah. Who's at fault here? Meaning, clearly the scumbags, the fraudsters, they're guilty here. They're at fault. But is there some naivete from people just handing over their crypto to somebody they meet online? Are you not having... 
Are you not talking to anybody on the phone? Is there no vetting process? Are you just trusting what you're seeing and, online? But you know what? What's it's the your, deal with it's that? It's your loyal fan base. If they see that yeah. logo, they're going to yeah. initially yeah, but think y- that might be legit. If pa- I mean, come on. I, I mean, look, you have 3 million followers on Instagram, hundreds and hundreds of followers on Facebook. On Valuetainment, there's three, we have 3 million subscribers. Plus, we have multiple channels. I mean, little old me with, you know, however many thousand followers I have, I get fake accounts and I get free. And I, I saw I've, that the other day. With I have to tell well. people, and it happens all the time. Yeah. And I have 25,000 followers. Yeah. yeah. But Adam, so, Adam, how many people are. You have credibility, though. Okay. Well, so do you. So do you, is my point. So, my point is, how do people not understand? All right. Like, well, there's, there's the, some fraud the, the, out this there. Is, this is the part where the concept of getting verified is very important. The yeah. concept of seeing who's sending your message of a verified account is very important. But still, the naive part of getting ripped off, that's going to happen, man. You got to you, – listen, there's not a single person – you cannot tell me you've never been ripped off before. You cannot tell me you no, know – Everyone so, has. Everyone has, and you're going to fall for it at one point. But at this – That's a little bit out of without control. Without having a conversation yeah, a little with bit somebody. Out of but you guys are forgetting one element yeah. here of blame, and that's the social media companies. I mean, that they can't have some sort of filter, or you send them this fake account that's so obvious. Because they're being bombarded billions of times. So for them to track all of them, yeah. YouTube's sitting there saying, how can we track a billion yeah, they take, fake they accounts? Yeah, one down and three pop up again. That's exactly. They took one down and three pop up and we can't. So what's the game uh, they used to play? Uh, Whack-a-mole. That's exactly what's Isn't it amazing how quickly they can take down the stuff they want to? Any sort of negative talk or political talk that they don't want up there, that disappears pretty quickly. Yeah. So anyways, listen, the whole point is very happy for the Coinbase folks. Yes. Crypto community, I have to tell you, you can go change your profile in the description. For those of you guys that were in crypto, Pre-Bitcoin being $1,000. Some of you guys that weren't there before was $500. Mm-hmm. You can put in your description today, I told you so. You can literally put in your <laughs> yeah. description, quote, I told you so, me, yeah. on crypto. If you were there pre-1,000, you should in your Twitter profile put something like that yeah. because you were right. And yeah. a lot of people sat there and said, I don't know. And by the way, I was a part of it. I was one of them that sat there and said, I don't know what's going to happen with crypto. We don't know what direction it's going to go to. My biggest concern from day one till today with crypto has been what? What's been my biggest concern from day one till today? Were you regulation? That's or been fraud? my number one yeah. biggest concern, and it's not changing. Yeah. Just so you know that, especially under a Biden administration. Well, go deeper on that. What do you? What's your, when you say your concern is regulation? What are you concerned about exactly? Well, let me give you a perfect idea. Let's go yeah. into the China story. Okay, let's go into okay with China, uh, mm-hmm. uh, not China story with Iran. Let's go into the uh, Alibaba story. Okay? okay, so this has to do with crypto in a way that I'll tell the story, which will make sense. So China hits Alibaba with a record-breaking two point eight billion dollar fine for behaving like a monopoly. This is a CNN business story. China has ordered Alibaba to pay that two point eight billion dollars after antitrust regulators concluded that the online shopping giant had been behaving like a monopoly. China's Chinese state media reported Saturday that the state administration for market regulation has imposed a penalty following an antitrust investigation to Alibaba's exclusive dealing agreements that prevented merchants from selling products on rival e-commerce platforms, a practice known as choosing one from two. The fine is equivalent to 4% of Alibaba sale in China, sales in China in 2019, state news agency reported. In an open letter published on Saturday, Alibaba said that the company has cooperated with the investigation and accepted the penalty with sincerity and will ensure our compliance <laughs> with determination. Right? Now, let me give you some timelines here. 1024. You know what happened on October 24th? Ma gave yep. that speech mm-hmm. criticizing regulators. Yep. November 3rd, 
Ma Ant IPO was halted mm-hmm. in Hong Kong. You remember we We've talked about that it on the podcast. Sure. Jack went no, missing. Jack went missing right around two days after 1024. Jack went missing. Okay. Mm-hmm. On 11-10, November 10th, Beijing drafts an anti-monopoly rules for internet. That's mm-hmm. November 10th. They write it. That's three weeks after his speech. December 24th, Beijing launches antitrust probe into Ma's Alibaba. Uh, 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 organization, and they summon ant executives. That's on December 24th, day before Christmas, Christmas Eve. December 27th, Beijing demands ant overhaul. This is December 27th, okay? Now this is two months after Ma's speech. February 7th, Beijing releases a new anti-monopoly rule for Internet. This is new. Remember the first one they did that on November 10th? Well, three months later, they did a new one that they released on anti-monopoly. On 4-10, April 10, two days ago, they fined them $2.8 billion. You know what they're saying? Uh, hey, entrepreneurs, don't mess with us. You're not bigger than us. We can do whatever we want to do to you. U.S. can do the same thing if they want to, to crypto, to write new rules and regulations. Janet Yellen is salivating. Your girl, she's salivating to get her hands mm-hmm. on crypto today. They're salivating. Now, is that why she keeps dogging it? Of course. Yeah. And you'll hear a lot of them saying oh. things like the following. You'll see crypto communities say, if you really understand Bitcoin, you would know they can never regulate it. Okay? Which I get the argument there. But if you really understand the track record of the U.S. government and government period, mm-hmm. they have always figured out a way to banks. regulate sure. whatever the hell they want to regulate because you, crypto community, are competition to them. Correct. The best news here is the big dogs are also entering the crypto space. Mm-hmm. JP Morgan Chase, Goldman Sachs, Morgan yeah. Stanley, all these guys. So that's what I mean when you say what is your biggest concern. That's what I mean by it. What China's doing, U.S. could potentially do as well. Yeah, but yeah. that's not all bad to have some sort of regulation around crypto. To have some to prevent fraud, first and foremost. It 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 depends on who you're saying that to. Yeah. You have an audience that's going to say we agree with you. You have an audience that's going to say what the hell are you talking about, Adam? Here you go again with more regulation and buying into what Janet Yellen wants to do with the new regulations. Yeah. Okay. Just giving you both well, sides Jerome of the argument. Jerome Powell has also come out and said that they're going to potentially work on a digital dollar from the U.S. government, not to compete with the dollar, but to complement. The U.S. Well, they have already. You know when they say they're printing money? How do you think they print the money? It's digitally. They don't print the dollars like go print it. The dollar is printed digitally, not 100% of money that they print. It's in printing press. You just blew my mind. I didn't know that. I thought they literally printed the money. No, they print digitally. Even they themselves have digital currency that's fiat, right? I mean, mean, hard cash currency is only a small part of the economy. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Digital printing is what they're doing. Go ahead. Ma is clearly in the crosshairs. This is only beginning. His nightmare is only beginning. And, you know, frankly... It's a communist country. I, I think he should be very grateful the fact that he built what he did and was able to. A couple of the things that, you know, G is the, the president is the one that literally personally shut down the IPO. He's the one that made the decision personally all by himself. The other thing that the Chinese government is doing here is they're trying to go after Alibaba's data. Right, because they have one billion customers. They have all this information on their buying habits, on their credit habits. And that's another thing that Alibaba and Ant group has turned into is almost like a bank in China. They're giving out low interest loans. Mm -hmm. And and that's the other thing that's interfering with what China's trying to do. So, you know, not only has his profile gone down, he still has not been seen in public. 
Jack Ma has not made a public appearance. He did that tape thing in front of the school maybe in January, mm-hmm. and that was the first sighting of it all. But he hasn't been out in public either. So yeah. this is very interesting. He's worth $47 billion right now. Alibaba is huge. It's it's. You know, it's Chinese Amazon. It's incredible, and it's not going anywhere now that people are used to buying everything online. But this is something really, really interesting to follow. And whatever happens to him, could he, he could never leave. Maybe he's out of the country. Do you think he could just pack up and leave and be gone? Maybe. Maybe he's maybe he's done there. Who knows? Oh, but what leaves with you? The, the, the problem isn't leaving. You know, you know the guy spoke to Medicoven who bought Beeple's uh, NFT for $69 yeah, million. Yeah. He said the reason why I've never moved to California, moved to the States, is because of the fingerprints and all the way of controlling you. He says, I don't even want to go into the U.S. system because once I'm there, they're not even letting me take my money with me. Hmm. So imagine if so many people in America are worried that if they leave, your money's tied up, you can't take it out. Right. This is why they criticize sure. offshore accounts. America. That's yeah. America, yeah, right. let alone free as- China. Yeah. So you think the guy can take his money from China? Yeah. He may be worth $50 billion in China. He's probably worth half a million Maybe. in a different country. Unless he stashed some of it over the years and could see this coming. Because how, how could this party not end for him? There is no way you could think that you could continue let to me drive give this you, thing Let me like give you another company. situation. Say he moves to Singapore. You think they would still find a way to go get him? You Hell think yeah. he moved, you mean extradite him and physically course. bring him back? Oh, yeah. You talking you, about the CCP? Of yeah. course. Yeah. Take him, go to UK. You think they would say, you better give him to us. He has to go to a country that hates China and is not allies with sure. China that Protect wouldn't him. sit there and say, we're not going to do anything. You know, so it's it's uh, Jack Ma is not bigger than China. No one in China and is bigger than China. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's well, like you said, there, uh, this is a lesson for all entrepreneurs in China. You know, l- look at this last quote that we talked about on, on this uh, on this segment. In an open letter published on Saturday, Alibaba said the company has cooperated with the investigation and accepted the penalty with sincerity and will ensure our compliance and determination. Right. Right. You think they're happy about this? You think they're happy about their $2.4, $2.8 billion fine? Yeah. No, but they learned their lesson, and this is a lesson for every other entrepreneur, every other country, uh, every other company saying, let's shut our mouths. I've got the perfect advice for Jack Ma. This is what he should have done. He should have moved to America and married Mackenzie Bezos. He's a <laughs> former school teacher. She would have oh, loved him. That's a good point. She would have been all you over. You know what? Screwmatch.com. How about Zenner.com? <laughs> yeah, there it is. Zenner.com matches billionaires together. It's only got 400 members. Yeah. <laughs> it's only got 2,200 members. <laughs> and another, another callback that we can talk about last episode with Ricky. Yeah. We talked about the communist component of it, the government yep. component of it, but also the capitalist component of it. It's a weird situation here where you're free to. Be an entrepreneur and, and to you know, an extent, to yeah. an extent, to an extent. But then the government steps in and uh, uh, yeah, uh, 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 so. to an extent where you have to you have to bow down and realize you your voice cannot be more powerful mm-hmm. than the voice. So so there's one thing that's missing in China. It's called what freedom of speech. You don't have freedom of speech in China, mm-hmm. right? Let's just face it. You just don't have right. freedom of speech in China. Okay, what 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 do people who win want to do? What do smart, brilliant people do? what the people? hell they want to do. Sure. Say what they want to say. By the way, think be about it. Go be. a little bit even deeper. Do you have some opinions that you want to share with the world? Yeah. Do you have some uh, ideas about how you can make China better? Do you have some ideas what you can do to make the government of China better? Do you have some ideas? <laughs> if you're any intellectual human yeah. being where you got like, you know, what if we did it this way? Like imagine me saying, hey, we should have a 15% uh, right. uh, tax on tourists, right? And the next thing you know, the uh, podcast disappears. Maybe right. the podcast disappears. It's gone. Pat hasn't uh-huh. seen. Where is Pat? And that's exactly what yeah. Ma did. He, that's the point. You yeah. can't do that 
in China. But don't you think Jack Ma knew that before he said something? It couldn't it be that naive? No, I felt, I bet you think he, he didn't get, know that? I think you get very comfortable in a situation like that. Remember that dog and pony show that he came out to the U.S. and was, yeah. you know, going to Silicon Valley, going to Wall Street, being treated like a god, coming to Hollywood? Yeah. I believe you can believe some of that in your mind and you think you're untouchable. Uh, look, the, the thing over there with Jack Ma, the only thing I can speculate, again, this is speculation, the only thing I can speculate is the following. So, uh, The Rock, right? 220-something million followers on Instagram. He keeps coming out with a new product every other day. Okay, I love his products that we mix with Under Armour. When he comes out with it, I like it. I support it. So he's retweeted some of my stuff. Hey, PBD, thanks for, you know, buying the products. I like his cool. gears. I, quite frankly, I never liked Under Armour shoe. It sucked. No, it's horrible. Until The Rock showed up. I didn't even know he had one. I'm going to check me it out. Tell we you, were just talking about how ugly Under Armour shoes the other day. The Rock's shoes are the flipping bomb I'm checking with out. Under Armour. No joke. They're so really? comfortable. I love them. Pull it They're up, so guys. Remember how bad Steph Curry shoe was? It was like ugly. Under Armour sucked with shoes. Yeah, they, I like their really? outfits. I, I hated their shoes. By the way, shout out to Steph Curry. Just became, scored 50-something points last night. passed him up. Not 50-something points, but he scored. No, last night he scored 53 points, I want to say. Did he score 53 points? Yeah. Oh, he had and 10 he, threes. That's right. He and had he 10 became threes. the leading scorer in Golden yeah, State. Yeah, look at they're not they're like this right here. That's the one I bought. They're so comfortable when you slip them on, right? They the look, rock shoes. They kind of look European. Those they white, look very. So he's killing it. Just look, love it. Go to the red yeah. shoes of rock. Look at these shoes he creates. So, so he kills it with shoes. Then he goes and kills it. Kills it with his uh, tequila. Tequila. You, now have you tried it? I have not. I have. Is it good? If you're used to drinking Casamigos, which I am, if yeah. I drink uh, uh, tequila, yeah. it's Casamigos. It tastes nothing like that. It doesn't have that kind of agave vibe. To why it, so don't it's totally we? Different. Are you here Thursday? Or why don't we? Are you here next week? No, I'm week not or, on the podcast. Okay, Thursday. Why don't we order a bottle? And on the podcast, let's. I've do never had it. Have you ever had it or no? no? I have not. So you and I have never had it. I've no. never had it. Let's do a sample on the podcast okay. and see what it tastes. Are like. you saying that we're going to do some day drinking? Is that what you're saying? I, don't, I mean, it tastes a little bit. Is By fine. the way, I will say this I about have the Rocks to Uber vodka. Home later. It's a, it's economical. It's thirty two bucks for a decent sized bottle. That would be forty eight dollars for Casamigos. For him. I agree. He's killing it. I will Save buy money. it. Just so then he comes out with the Zoa water. Let's get a bottle of that as well. It's so funny. We're not even doing a sponsorship here. Every, this episode know, is brought to you, you by guys. The Rock, by I, Under Armour. I guess we're voting but, but for, but, but, for him. But here's where I'm going with this. Yeah. The only thing I said, I start off by saying I'm speculating. So my speculation was what? My speculation is Jack Ma sitting there saying, what's next for me? I'm the richest man in China. The world knows me. I'm the most influential man in China. When you think about China, you don't even know. Most people don't know China's uh, president or prime minister. They know yeah. Jack Ma more than they know him. That probably more rubs. Than she. Yeah. More than she. That probably rubs him the wrong way. Not Ma. That probably rubs Xi the wrong way. So he says, what if I make a run at it? So when you want to make a run at politics, what do you have to do? You have to start talking and giving some political messages for people to kind of say, I like this. Look what happened when the, uh, the guy in, China, in Russia did it. Yeah, Putin comes out and says, I yeah. can go on, re, uh, you know, what do you call it, another – uh, 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 three terms, three terms, yeah. two terms. I'm and also he signed the sexiest man in Russia. Yeah, in exactly. Russia. So R China's saying that's not how we choose prime ministers and presidents here. Mm -hmm. That's not how we choose it. We choose in a completely different way, right? Dwayne Johnson in U.S. makes all the movies, highest paid mm -hmm. actor, back to back to back, sexiest man alive, all these things that he does, right? Couple hundred million followers. And he sits there and says, you know what? Screw it. Seven bucks. I'm gonna go from seven bucks to the president of the United States. And he comes out, if you want to pull up the story, what page is that on, by the way? It's late in our notes. Uh, do we even have it in here or yeah. no? We're, okay, 46%, page five. 46% chance, 46% of U.S. won Dwayne Johnson as president as he floats potential run, Newsweek story. At least 46% of Americans would support a presidential run from Dwayne Rock Johnson, according to a new poll. The actor and former presidential wrestler has hinted that 
could be a 2024 candidate for several years. A poll by Pips, Pil, People Say suggests that nearly half of all U.S. adults would support his candidacy. The poll found that 29% would support campaigns both by Johnson for president and actor Matthew McConaughey for Texas governor. The poll was, conduct, poll was conducted amongst 30,138 adults between April 2nd and April 4th. Johnson tweeted, not sure our founding fathers ever envisioned a 6'4", ball tattooed, half-black, mm-hmm. half-Samoan, tequila-drinking pickup truck, driving fanny pack-wearing guy joining their club. But if it ever happens, it would be my honor to serve the yeah. people. He's doing it. There, there is absolutely no doubt he will run for president. The only the only question is, what year will it be? He will run. There's no There's no doubt. There's zero doubt. He just said it. He says, if the people want me to, duh, it's already happening. All right, I'll tell you another thing. The Rock is bored. Okay, he's probably the busiest guy in the world, but he's bored as hell, and I'll tell you why. No offense, but he doesn't make great movies. I mean, he makes good movies. He makes franchises. Jumanji, bro. He makes action movies, but it's the same thing. He's not winning Academy Awards. He's no. done what mm, you can do making it. movies. Yeah, He's bored that. with it. And I'll tell you another thing. He was 10 times more entertaining as a wrestler. I mean, right now he's like a politician where he wants to please everybody and he's, you know, he's he's very good at that. He's the best, the best in the world. But there was nobody like The Rock when it came to wrestling. There was not a single more entertaining person on this planet than Dwayne Johnson when he was a wrestler. Mm-hmm. If I was always hoping, what I, there a was great ever great point, Tom. There was never a doubt for me that he was going to be a huge movie star. My disappointment was he didn't carry that wow. rock persona yeah. over into acting. It always became, I'm going to try this acting. I'm going to take it serious. I'm Dwayne Johnson. Mm-hmm. But he's going to run for president, and he'll probably win. And I'll tell you why. Because this works. Politicians that come from Hollywood works because it's an outsider. You have the the, the name. It all, Clint Eastwood, mayor of Carmel, and he was successful. Arnold Schwarzenegger, governor of California, very, very successful. Ronald Reagan, president of the United States, one of the greatest ever. I think he's going to do it, and I think he's going to win. And by the way, just so you know, neither Reagan or Arnold was as famous as The Rock was. Correct. Not social media. Not social media of course, that's what I'm saying. Even close. No, no, no. He was a B actor. The only person that's close to The Rock. President of SAG. President of SAG is... The only person that's close to Rock was Trump. Yeah, that's well, it. Well, yeah. and Arnie. Arnie was probably maybe the biggest movie star Who's at one Arnie? time. Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Arnie. Yeah. Arnie. Good old Arnie. Arnie. That's your boy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can just I can see it now. He starts off every press conference. He shows up and he goes... Can you smell what the rock is cooking? Can you and imagine just, if he does that. He sounded like an opera singer. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Like I, I don't know. He, I, I kind of butchered that yeah. one, but there it was. I could see him say, "Can you smell?" But I think it, number. Let, let's talk about the things he has going for him. Number one, number two, number three is name recognition. Are you kidding me? Like, you can run for president. You have the best ideas ever. You know, let's just pick on Andrew Yang. Yeah, he had great ideas. Maybe you didn't like him. Maybe yeah. you like him or not. UBI, what have you? Bringing tech, bringing math, but nobody knew who it was. We had no chance. Yeah. Tom Delaney, whoever this guy was. Exactly. You don't even know who he is. So he has name recognition. But I think the biggest thing that he has going for him is there is a huge hunger and appetite in this country for a third party. The third party lane is completely freaking wide would go open. There. I mean, I don't know if he's going to run as a Dem. That's or as the a, question. As a, like, who knows? Yeah. But the guy's got so much money. He'll have Hollywood behind him. He'll have people clearly donating the guy, there's, there, there's just such a, the, the middle lane is wide open. Let's not forget, if he is going to run, I think that he would run as a Democrat because Hollywood. If you're liberal, listening to this, does he run as a Democrat or as a Republican yeah. or independent? Well, Comment below. I'm curious. Go yeah, ahead, keep and going. And then let's just not forget, it was maybe six months ago where he goes, where is he? 
where is he? And he starts getting crazy yeah. like he's freaking uh, in Batman movie yeah. talking about Trump. Yeah. So he obviously is not a fan of Trump, calling out Trump. But in my opinion, did you he, believe him? Oh, I believe he's him. an actor. He's an actor. <laughs> did you believe that it he's seemed, totally it against Trump? It seemed forced. Trump. It seemed fake. No. I don't think he likes Trump. I, I'm just putting that. Well, out I don't there. think he likes yeah, Trump, no. but I also don't think he likes Biden. Yeah, I think he likes Biden more than Trump. Well, I mean, he remember listen, he supported Biden. He didn't have Biden. to come out and Believe do that. It yeah, or he, not. Did. he didn't he have to come, come out and say that, that because he supported me? Biden. What do you? What do you? Meaning, he could have chose to done something. Well, more let, let me let me say this. I don't know if you ever watched the interview. Trump, uh, uh, Rock is very careful with his words. Mm-hmm. Go and watch the five minute clip that. of him, Kamala, and Biden. He didn't go out there and fully no. endorse. I don't know. He says, "Well, we hope that you're going to be able to go out there and do the best things." He never fully supported it. Where's Rock on the political spectrum? Center left? He's center right to me. Center right. He's exactly where I am is I think where he's at. Yeah. Okay. Except I don't think he can be loud about it. Right, he can't. Mm-hmm. Here here's what to look at. If he runs as a Democrat, he's not putting Hollywood in his rearview mirror. If he runs as an independent, it means he's done with Hollywood because you can't go back. I don't think you could go back to Hollywood. They will destroy yeah. him. They yeah. will destroy If he him. runs as what? Uh, if he runs as an independent, he's done in Hollywood, in my opinion. If you yeah. run as an independent and it's that freaking bad to run as oh, an independent? God, yeah. oh, I think gosh. so. I don't know. I think if you run as a Republican, yes. If, if you run as again. an independent? No, no, not as an independent. I don't but, think but you get but he, lambasted but by let Hollywood. Me, but let me, let, me give you, let me give you a quick question here mm-hmm. and half statement here. Mm-hmm. Running as an independent, what are you really saying? Are you more center left or center right? Right. Traditionally, a little more center right. Exactly. So, but Bernie Sanders is independent, and, and so there's far from Bernie Sanders is independently anomaly. a socialist. Yes. That's what he is. Yeah. Is an independent socialist. He as caucuses he is. with the. Uh, he caucuses with, the with socialists and communists. Yeah. That's what he caucuses <laughs> with. Period. Democratic socialism. Pat. Right. Okay. Got it. Let's raise taxes to ninety percent. That's very democratic. Yes. But let's go back to the rock here. Let's go back to the rock here. Uh, I. I. Um, I think he's got too many people in his ear that put way too much pressure on him. I think he, deep down inside, is a people pleaser. And what I mean by this is, let me say this in the most respectful way possible. I think he loves his mom and his family. Obviously, the guy's a total family guy, but his dad pushed him a lot, and he loves his mom. Mm -hmm. So he's got a soft place in his heart for women, 100%. I think the guy's going to be very protective there. So if women come in... And tell him it's not fair, it's not fair, it's not fair. He may kind of be tipping to that side. So on any social issues when it comes to women, I think he's going to support them. I think LGBTQ, I think he's going to support them. Uh, military, he's pro-military. That's what's so strange about it. He's, yep. a, he's a pro-military he's guy. He's a fighter, man. So he's going to support them. Not only a fighter, he's, he's pro-America. He's got flags of America everywhere. Good. He's going to get heat for that and criticism for that. Economically, he's made a lot of money. That's going to be on the right side, economically. But if, 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 if he becomes himself to run, if he becomes himself to run, he'll make change, he'll make enemies. But if he becomes who everybody in Hollywood wants him to become to run, I think he'll be miserable. I think he will be miserable. Yeah. One time uh, uh, he was doing an interview with Oprah Winfrey, and somebody was asking him a question about what happened between uh, his marriage when it fell apart, you know, when you know, it didn't work out, all this other stuff. And I don't know if you've seen this interview. You can tell he really wants to say the right thing. Like he is so concerned about saying the right thing, okay? So much about saying the right thing. I, I, and by the way, the, the, the part with him that I think it could fully be pulled off, and he can be a generational type of a leader, because I think what Trump could have done to unify, this guy could pull off. 
Now, do I think The Rock can go up against China and negotiate like I think Trump could negotiate with China? Absolutely not. Do I think Rock could do that? I don't think so. I think he's going to give Xi the people's I don't elbow. Think so. and, uh, knock no, him I out. don't think so. I don't think so. He might so. sock him right in the shoulder. Well, I don't think you so because know. a lot of his movies that he did in the last recent years, it was about China exactly. movies, and he was getting paid twice the amount of money of what he would have done if it was just a U.S. Well, movie. once you start running for president, you're, you throw out your, your love I, of movies. I, I and get that. Listen, I'm telling you, for me, I'm yeah. an optimistic guy. I'm mm-hmm. a guy that's an optimistic guy, and I'm a guy that's a fan of his. Uh, uh, his story is a fantastic story. It'd be a great story for kids to grow up saying, I want to be like, you know, President, yeah. you know, Dwayne Johnson when I grow up. It's going to be one President of those things Johnson. if he pulls it up. But I hope he comes out with some policies to protect taxes, protect the military, and still figure out a way to tell both sides, you're a little too extreme. Yeah. You're a little too extreme. I'm going to be yeah. right here. A couple uh, quick thoughts. I do agree with you that I think he is uh, uniter. And I think he would be able to unite the country, capitalists, Hollywood, leftists, liberals, uh, flag, you know, all that. I do, I do believe that versus, you know, previous president who I think was a divider. And that's more of a macro perspective. And then just something, just a little tidbit that I'm going to throw in there as a little P.S. Don't forget where The Rock went to college, University of Miami. What is the biggest swing state in the country? Florida. Florida for the last few elections has gone to the... To the right, a little bit of red, a little bit of red. But, you know, Florida is probably the most purple state in the country. You know, for in the north, Tallahassee, where we went to college, a little more uh, conservative, pan, uh, panhandle, the White Trash Riviera, they call it up there, down south, a little more liberal. Obviously, Trump's here in Mar-a-Lago. So I think he has the ability to make Florida the tipping point he's in the election if he wanted to do state. that. He's way bigger no, than No, clearly, state. bro. Yeah. He's got to run yeah. in 50 states. But Florida is a tipping point in any election. If he runs, I don't think he'd need it. I really don't. Here's what I would say about The Rock, and to your point, Pat. When he was a wrestler, he was so comfortable in his skin because that was the family business. He knew it. He knew it growing up. He knew it in and out. When he was in Hollywood at the beginning stages and even now, he's trying to conform to a certain degree. Now, he's just so damn talented and he's so charismatic. You know, he's so good at promoting and everything, and he does well in the types of movie he picks, that he's going to be super successful. My fear is that he would do the same thing in politics that he's doing in acting, is is trying not to offend, trying to just be a better alternative than what we've had lately. Go in there and kick some ass and make some changes and don't care what people say here's what he should do career advice 101 for the rock run as a democrat emulate john f kennedy all right there you go kennedy john f kennedy you know you do that you you kind of follow that game plan you know where you can play both sides a little bit you're you're going to get that hollywood money which you need you cannot turn your back on hollywood you just can't do that if you're the rock or wall street And, and i think there's a way to do it you don't have to be the same type of democrat i think Republicans would embrace someone that was a little bit not so crazy of what we've seen on the left side lately. Yeah, I think if he goes that way, he is going to conform, and he's not going to be the president if he goes that way. I think you're right. If he wants to, if he wants to be having that check mark of hey, I'm verified. I'm 47. I'm 48. Whatever. If he wants to have that check mark, which only 47, 48 people have ever had in the world, which is being a right. president of the greatest country in the world, fine. Then go take that route. But if you want to be the kind like a Lincoln, mm-hmm. if you want to be a kind like a Churchill, if you want to be a kind where histories talk about you for hundreds of years, where you become a legend forever and ever and ever to come, mm-hmm. yeah, you may want to run with your core values deep down inside and go back and remember what your mom and dad taught you and yeah. what you were raised by that made you who you are today. The hardworking mother, you know what, that he is. Mm-hmm. 
and that's what turn, that's what a lot of people around. He's hardworking guy, mm-hmm. no excuses. That's already center right. Okay, that's a libertarian philosophy. You don't have to make excuses. You can make it work. You have to improve yourself. This is all center right philosophies. He doesn't act like a victim. He's not a victim. He doesn't make excuses. He never says, poor me, look what happened to me. I don't have any money. Bail me out. This is a guy that's coming out saying, I'm going to figure out a way to go straight to the top. So can you, my fan that you're watching me here. And I'm going to kick your ass and challenge you and inspire you to do the same as well. I think if it's history, Sure. You got to do it a different way. Yeah. If it's just a check mark, go by the playbook that you just said. Mm-hmm. I agree. He would be a president. No do you problem. think? I totally agree with you on the on the values and principles there because I do think he has a core set of values. That I just is, like the is, guy a lot. Yeah, I mean, a lot I of agree. people. I get people that say, "How can you say this?" And you know, he's such a sub. I'm dude. Stop. I like the guy. I mean, people don't understand. I like you a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, your your our relationship is uh, grown into what it is today. I like you a lot. We may not agree politically, mm-hmm. but I like you a lot. I like rock. Yeah. I like rock yeah. as a guy, as a dude, as who he is. Uh, I hope he yeah. uh, makes the best of it. It's Let not me ask gonna you be easy last though. thing. Yeah. Does it concern you at all yeah. that that we haven't brought this up and no one's really brought this up? That, What's this? That we haven't talked about policies, perspectives. He's not a candidate know? yet, though. No, meaning the fact that you've never been uh, – the mayor of a little town or a governor of anything or a senator never yeah, been good. a, is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Not knowing how Washington works. Like at least Trump has donated to a million different He's politicians. He's in one of the He's most been... political industries in the world, which is, which is Hollywood. Are you kidding me? This guy's been playing politics for 20 years, dealing with the guy, WWE, a very political organization. McMahon. The fact that he made it around McMahon and mm-hmm. was able to be the face yet not lose credibility with McMahon and McMahon was still the show. This is all politics. The Rock's been in politics for 30 years. No one just knows about it. This guy may be one of the best politicians we have in America. Politician. Mm-hmm. I didn't say policies. Mm-hmm. He may be one of the best politicians we have in America the last 30 years. I'm willing to bet some of Rock's best friends are Republicans and Democrats and independent and gay and straight and pro-military and not military. I'm willing to bet this guy is one of the best politicians sure. the last 30 you years. Know, as the bottom a- line is, does he have your vote? I don't know yet. I don't know his policy. How about you? I'm a policy I have no idea, but I will say this. My fear today, in April 13th, is my fear is that he's a doer. He's a driver. He likes checking those boxes. I think he would do it to show that he could do it. I don't think he can do anything and not be great at it. So I think he wants to be the biggest at everything, and that means president. I don't know at this point if I think he'd be a great president. I don't know that. But I will say this, Pat. If you're hosting the debate in four years, you got all your questions right from this podcast question. You know, today <laughs> you got The Rock here in a presidential debate. You can ask him some of these questions. Yeah, I mean, we listen. The Rock's got an open invitation on entertainment. He just has to ask for. It. But I know, I know, his camp will say, "Don't sit with the guy," okay? Because he asks weird questions. Yeah. Don't go. Go sit with everybody that's going to ask basic questions. But uh, I'm a fan. I'm a supporter. Anything we can to help spread his message, whether we agree or not, we'd love to entertain him. Okay. So having said that, gang, we're about 150 away from being uh, at 3,000. So I can show you this crazy little toy that sold out within the first hour that they announced. Within the first hour, it went live. It sold out. In one hour, it all sold out. And one of them is sitting back here, and it's loud, it's fast, and it's the fastest in the streets, 0 to 60. It's insane. When I ride it, it's ridiculous how much power it's got. But we got to get to 3,000. We're pretty close to it. We'll get into it here in a minute. By the way, a lot of people said if The Rock runs, We'd love to see Steve Austin run. (laughs) (laughs) Stone cold. (laughs) That would be classic. Okay, so why don't we talk about a very soft, light topic so it's not too crazy. 
Why don't we talk about the China $100 billion deal with sure. Iran? You light, know, it's not light, <laughs> light, soft, nothing. Uh, Let's talk about it. No okay. China with a $400 billion Iran deal could deepen influence in the Middle East. New York Times story. The countries have signed a sweeping pact that calls for heavy Chinese investment in Iran for 25 years in exchange for oil, step that could ease Iran's international isolation. China agreed to invest $400 billion in Iran over 25 years in exchange for a steady supply of oil to fuel its growing economy. The deal could deepen China's influence in the Middle East and undercut American efforts to keep Iran isolated. $400 billion of Chinese investment are to be made in dozens of fields, including banking, telecommunication port, railways, healthcare and information technology. Over the next 25 years in exchange, China would receive a regular and heavily discounted supply of Iranian oil. The deal also called for deepening military cooperation, including joint training and exercises, joint research and weapon development, intelligence sharing. Keyword, and intelligence yeah. sharing. Intelligence sharing in Iran has a lot of intelligence. And this whole thing is going on while Iran still has sanctions. U.S. still has sanctions against Iran. That was imposed by Trump, and they're still saying, America, we're not worried about you. We're still going to do this $400 billion deal with China. What do you think about that? Dude, this is scary as hell. This should be— This scares you? This is You don't think about going to Iran for vacation like I'm going to go to Tehran with uh, Adrian? I'm good. I'm good on going to to Iran. I'm good on going and spending any money in China. This is incredibly scary stuff anytime that China and Iran are talking about this kind of stuff. You know, this is the lead story in the Wall Street Journal today. The lead story— China's message to America, we're an equal now. This is the lead story in the Wall Street Journal. So the, the, the times of— Can you pull that up? Yeah. We're an equal now, Wall Street Journal. Go ahead. Keep going. I send it to you on Slack, I believe, Kai. I don't know if that's—I uh, don't know if you can get on the Wall Street Journal right there, but— um, Keep going. Just go back and type that into search. Yeah. We're an equal now. Go we're ahead, We're an equal Adam. now. And I send you it on Slack if you need to see that. But look, <laughs> you know, it's something that definitely I was aware of. Um, before I came to Valuetainment a year ago, and now that I am acutely aware of, is China standing in the world. They are coming, here it is right here, they are coming after America, and they are coming for the top spot, and you know their whole message here to America when they sat down and they had this meeting is essentially like, look what the hell's going on in your country. You guys are freaking divided, you're racially divided, you're socially divided, you're politically divided, we're unified. Yeah, nobody can say shit, because if they do, they'll get Jack Maud. But um, that guy right there, pull him up. He basically took, I think, 16 minutes. Uh, scroll down, Kai. You'll see it. He basically let me lambasted. Just read it. China, China, yeah. let, me, let me read that. China can't. No, no, Kai, just go to exact. Yeah, China can already look at the world on equal level. He told the annual legislative sessions in Beijing in early March, a remark widely interpreted in Chinese media as a declaration that China no longer looks up to the U.S., the U.S. routinely described China as a tr- strategic rival, but Beijing has rarely, if ever, used such terms, emphasizing terms like win-win and cooperation. One of the more obvious changes in Chinese attitude is that China now recognizes the existence of competition, which was never exper- expressed in the past, says uh, Wang, an uh, advisor to China's State Council and President Xi Jinping. Very interesting. Very interesting. And then they say, um, Kai, can you just, I, I think it's a, maybe one sentence up or one sentence down. That was very intriguing. This part right here. Um, Competitive leadership. Mr. Yang's warning in Alaska on Taiwan's reunification is an ominous inkling of how competitive relations between the world powers and uh, could lead to conflict. The U.S. is committed to helping Taiwan preserve its autonomy under pledges, including the 1979 Taiwan Relations Act. And the Biden team trumpets its plan to strengthen economic and political links to uh, 
Taipei, Mr. Xi has made a reunification with Taiwan, which Beijing regards as a breakaway province, a big part of his China dream of national rival. Chinese Foreign Ministry says Mr. Yang's Anchorage warning the Chinese side pointed out that the Taiwan issues related to China's sovereignty and territorial integrity and China's core interest. It has. There is no room for compromise. Huh. Kai, go to the just top sentence, I believe. It may have been the first sentence. They said something to the effect of um, the kind of dialogue. Basically, the, the, what Where I read. Is. Beijing wanted to restore the kind of occurring dialogue Washington sees as a waste of time, says U.S. and Chinese officials briefed on the Alaska meeting. What point are you trying to make, uh, Adam? He wanted to challenging over a bit. Basically, the, it, it essentially just sort of gave an overview of their perspectives. For years, they just said, stay quiet. Keep it up, Kai. They said, stay quiet. Yeah. Don't you know, rock the boat a little bit. You know, sort of their 2030 plan that they've been planning, and now that's getting exacerbated because of the pandemic and everything that's happened and are printing our money. And look, message to Americans. Message to my fellow Americans here. That's enemy number one, okay? That not your, not, if you're a Democrat, it's not the Republican. If you're, if you're a Republican, it's not the Democrat. You know, I had a conversation with our friend Ricky the other day, and I, I assume a lot of people feel this way. Uh, I asked him, who, who do you like more? Who do you like more, Joe Biden or Vladimir Putin? And he goes, oh, Putin, not even, not even freaking close. I go, hold on, you're telling me that you like Putin better than Biden, an American what president. What does like mean? Define like. Meaning like who you respect more, who you like oh, more. respect, like who has more power, Me, okay, who's I, smarter, meaning, who's wiser, who's okay. better strategic. Fill in the blank. American president, Russian president. Who do you, who do you sympathize that's with That's a different question. That's my, that's US, my question. Yeah. But my point is a lot of people, and, and, and there's interviews like this all over, where people would, would say, I, I'm, I'm more into Putin. I don't know the correct word here, but I more sympathize with I Putin I don't think more. people say that. I, you I have think to be people careful. do. I, don't, I think you got to choose your words carefully when you say this because this is a very important topic. I think people think Putin is stronger and a better leader than Biden, but people don't sit there and say, I hope Putin succeeds. You think I, American people say, I hope Putin I succeeds? Think there's, I think there's a segment of the Republican wing that does you think are that. out of your and mind. I also think there's a segment. You cannot just have said I, this. Listen, I'm also going to say this. I think there's a segment of the Democratic Party that looks at Trump as a worse person than Putin or even Xi. And that's ultimately my point is, is fellow Americans yeah, are not your enemies. No, I do know about that. No, I don't. I, think, I don't. No, no. I, I, I don't, think I, that people you, actually think you that. cannot. You mean to tell me American people, Republican or Democrat or independent, are rooting for Putin to okay, win let over me Biden? Use, let me use this. Let me use this word correctly. Let's I hear think it. that many Americans, Democrats specifically, hate Trump more than they hate Putin or Xi. And I think conversely, I think a lot of Republicans hate Biden or Hillary Clinton more than they That's do Putin different. or Xi. That's different. That's different than wanting Putin to succeed. That's different than wanting Xi to succeed. I would hope so, but no, I'm no, just... no. That's different than wanting. Listen, say, say, do it, say pull our audience, but, but but say that. Say what you just said. Okay, let's say that exists. Yes. Tell me what percentage of America is actually the person you just described. What percentage of America is if, actually? If it's one percent, that's too what many. I'm, no, no. That, if you can't it's one percent, it's too it. many. Stop I would say ten percent on what both you, sides. No, it's probably one percent. Ten percent on both sides. It's probably one percent that says that, but that one percent is so loud that they make you think it's twenty percent. That's the problem with these guys. Sometimes the complainers are so loud, it convinces the world that they have so many people following them. They don't. It's hope's a one per- right. No, it's not hope so. It's not. Well, they- ultimately, my point is this. How many, people, out- how many people in China. the street? How many people out there in the streets, okay, 
100 people you run into, how many of them are willing to rob your car right now and take your money from you out of 100 people? One. Uh, that's, so what are you going to You're yeah. going to judge the other 99 to one? Come on, man. I, can't, I don't think we can do that. If, but, but to say they're, they're fine. By the way, do you see the conflict that's going on right now with Russia and Ukraine? Are you kind of following that? Yeah, over Crimea and all that? Yeah. Was- so, and, you know, U.S. is, you know, with the hopes of, hey, if we support Ukraine, what could happen with Russia and Russia gets involved? Mm-hmm. Russia, by the way, just so everybody knows, Russia right now, so does U.S., but Russia right now, has nuclear bombs targeted to every major city in America that can get here within 30 minutes. Just so you know that. 30 minutes, it's here. We also have the same. Same, sort, same yeah, we have so it as well. So does NATO, everything over there, yeah. So do we, so do they, but they got it within 30 minutes. It's, it's a very... Uh, uh, that's not, is that new? I mean, that's been going on it's, for It's not about it's decades. new, but Ukraine and Russia. Look, look, look at China and Taiwan. How sensitive is that to China? Extremely sensitive. Extre- that's like number one How over there. sensitive is Ukraine, Russia to Russia? Extremely sensitive. How sensitive is Iran, U.S. with what China just did? Yes. Extremely sensitive. You know what is happening? People are disregarding the level of sensitivity today. So China's saying, oh, okay, U.S., you're supporting this. No problem. I'm going to support Iran. Mm -hmm. By the way, Iran, the people of Iran have no idea what this means. There's a couple things you have to think about with Iran, okay? I I haven't even come to you. I'm sorry. Go ahead if you want. So a couple things about Iran. So you have to know one part of Iran is sitting here saying what? Okay, so now we have China that's backing us up and giving us $400 billion over how many years? 25 years. So China's own, China essentially owns Iran for 25 and years. And Africa, by the way. Just a little PS, throw Africa and, in there. And Africa, and Africa. Okay, Kai, I sent you a, two links that if you can pull up. One of them was a couple of things I just want you to look at, okay? One of them was the, uh, yeah, go up a little bit. This is U.S. allies. Go a little lower. Okay. And then go to natural resources, which is a link prior to that I sent you. Ten countries with the most natural resources, okay? Close it up, close it up, close it up. Go back, go back to another link. I don't want them to see it. I don't want them to see it. Can you tell me what country, number one, has the most natural resources? Did you see it or no? Did you see it or no? I didn't see it. Did you see what country in the world has the most natural resources? No. If you're watching this right now, what country in the world do you think has the most natural resources? What country? I want you to actually comment. What country in the world do you think has the most natural resources? It's around $24 trillion, $23.6 trillion. And what, it's not the United States? I, I want you to guess yeah. it. It's okay if you want to guess it. What country do you say? Kai, Kai, did you see it or no? You know it. Sam, did you see it? What country think in the world? Just throw I'm it out I'm guessing there. it's either the USA or freaking China. Okay, US or China. What are you going to say? Natural resources. Yeah. So you got a lot of countries in the Middle East that you think about, right? Uh, they're, not, they're not on my list. Okay, so let's check this out. A lot of people are saying Russia, Venezuela, it's on the list. China, Sweden, Russia, Congo, Iran, Venezuela, all these other things. Okay. I'm going with China here. Go to, go to the list now. Go to the list now. Go up, go up, go up. Like, keep going down is what I mean. Okay, 10 is Australia, okay? 9 is Congo. Good call, by the way. Somebody said Congo. Eight is Venezuela, $14.3 trillion worth of natural resources. United mm-hmm. States is seventh. Okay, keep going lower. Keep going lower. Brazil, sixth, $21.8 trillion, including gold, iron, oil, and aluminum, uh, uranium. Keep going lower. Five is Russia, $75 trillion, but they're five. Oh. Four is India, which they're going to compete. And India is a U.S. ally, which is good news. Okay, keep going. Three is Canada. It's a little concerning with Canada, okay, because Canada's got a better relationship now with China than they do with U.S. You'll see here in a minute. I'll show it to you. Go to number two, Saudi Arabia, obviously, and number one, the most natural resources, China. 
China tops the list for having the most natural resources estimated to be worth $23 trillion. 90% of China's resources are coal and rare earth metals. However, timber is another major natural resource on China. Other resources on China produce coal, gold, graphite, lead. The list goes on, right? Okay, so now go to the other link that I sent you to see what allies. This is many see U.S. as their top ally. I wanted to find out what countries see U.S. as their top ally. Wow. Israel's 82. But look at China because this is a very important thing to look at comparing. Do me a favor. Flip the screen. Make this the bigger screen. Us the smaller screen, Sam, if you can do that. Flip us so they're seeing this more than they're seeing us. Israel, 82% U.S., 1% China. So huh, percent Russia, down, just before you, meaning yes. 82% Israel is a like better uh, ally with U.S. And than they are with US China. this is U.S. versus China. U.S., China, and gotcha. other countries. Gotcha, so gotcha, whatever gotcha. their other country it would be notable. Gotcha. South Korea, we're number one. Look at where China is, 4%. This yeah. is good, okay? Philippines. By the way, look at China. Whoever, whoever, who else is 4%? North Korea. Is that, and, and the other country named, is that, is that ally? Or that's Most a- named country that people would make that in this argument. Gotcha. Philippines, 64%. China's 9%. Not even close. Japan, 63%. Look at China. One. This is good for U.S. Canada, 46 I'm sorry. Canada was... Which one's the one that I said Canada with China? Okay. Canada, Canada wasn't yeah, the one yeah. with China. It was that another one I was... No, it was another one I was making a comparison to, which we'll get to... With, uh, you'll see where I'm going to go here with one of them. Okay. So, Canada, 46 2 UK, 14 Australia, 38 China, 6 Australia's neighbors with China, still six. Well, Kenya, 35. Beef. China, 30. Brazil, 32 to the U.S., eight to China. Nigeria, 27, 22, which you mentioned earlier. Mexico, look at Mexico. Interesting. It's scary. 27 and 16. South Africa, 24 and 19. India, 21 and 3, meaning 21 is U.S. Mm-hmm. Indonesia, 16, 6. Argentina, 15, 5. Lebanon, Tunisia. Look at Turkey. That's my concern. That is my concern. Is Turkey. And you'll see where I'm going with this. Go a little lower. Go a little lower. Go lower. Lower, lower, lower. Go lower. Go lower. I think there was one other chart here. And then across different countries, both the U.S. and China emerge as key threats. Okay. Mexico. Mexico. You got it. Uh, Percentage who say uh, such and such country or group that poses greatest threat to their country. Okay. Uh, Mexico, U.S., Turkey, U.S., Argentina. U.S., Canada, you see how that works out, okay? Canada, that's the one I was talking about, where China is ahead with Canada as a threat. You see where that is? But it's equal number. Here's the point. When you see this here and you see what Iran's doing with, China's doing with Iran, right? There's a couple things. There's a couple things that we are not paying very close attention to. Here's one of them. You have to know that if you can flip the screen now, I don't know if oh, you weren't able to do it. Look at the last one, okay. by the way. U.S. U.S. Uh, 3% of the U.S. think we are our own allies. biggest uh, yeah. enemy. But he, here's the part you have to think about. China if you can, and Russia. You tied. can close it up, kind of just bring it to me so we can get everyone's attention. So here's the part. The challenge we We're have at 3,000, by the way. The challenge we have now in the U.S. is the following. In, mm-hmm. in, in, in China is the following. What people don't realize is those extremists in Iran— who are the loudest people in the world? The 99% or the 1%? The 1%. The 1%. The the they're left they're, the they're yelling yeah. to their constituents. How many extremists does Iran have? Low a number. It's, it's, they have a, a good number. Yes. But meaning they have them. They have extremists. Okay. And they're sitting there saying, wait a minute. So imagine like the AOC of Iran, mm-hmm. who's a super extremist, religious yeah. leader, well, they'd be all the way vocal, the right. all the way I'm not going to say left or right. All I'm saying, extreme religious, that they're going to sit there and say, 
wait a minute, uh, Iran, why are we doing a deal with China? I- I- isn't China persecuting Uyghurs? I- I- isn't isn't Muslims? Chi- Muslims isn't, have you seen what China is doing to Muslims? Wait a minute. Mm. Are you trying to tell me money is now more important than our profit? Good point. And our, are, you, are you telling me that that's more important? Oh, okay. Okay. See what we're going to do to you now. Mm. So what China doesn't realize they're about to experience is the following. See, folks, I lived in Iran. When I lived in Iran for 10 years, you know who was Iran's number one enemy? U.S. You know why? Because the extremists in Iran would say, hey, Shah, why are you lining up with U.S.? Look what they're doing to our daughters. They're making our daughters not wear clothes and not wear, you know, what do you call it? They're no longer conservative. They're not wearing the hijab. You are making us westernized, and we hate you for it. What happened? They eventually kicked them out, mm-hmm. okay? The extremists in Iran right now are saying, why are we lining up with somebody that doesn't like our religion? Why are we lining up with somebody that it's sits there and tells point. the yeah. Muslims of China to go out there in front of cameras so they can track them and see exactly where they're going? Why, why, are, we not, why, why, are, you, why are you teaming up with them? So we are not going to see the side effects of this mm-hmm. for at least five to ten years, okay? Wow. I don't think you're going to see the side effects of this for six months, 12 months. Everybody's celebrating right now. Oh, we got this. On the other hand, on the other hand, why is this deal taking place four months after Trump's not in office anymore? Why, why are they doing this deal three months after Trump's not? What is it, the, January 21st? Whatever the date is. What's the last day Trump was in office? Is 20th. it the 20th? Okay. 19th, yeah. Why are they doing it now? Because they don't care. They're not afraid of U.S. Yeah. They're not sitting there saying, oh, we, the sanctions you have on Iran, let us not do it because Biden's going to come after us. They're saying, dude, we're going to do the deal, and there's nothing yeah. U.S. or Biden's going to do about it. Yeah. Here and, we go. And their first meeting. But I may be a, wrong. Th- th- this deal has been in the works for a while now. It's not like it just came about. Yeah, but it just got done now. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I agree with you got on done that. Now. $400 billion deal is getting done now. So now you're seeing the deal getting done how publicly. Much, how much was U.S. going to pay Iran to part of the nuclear deal? $100 billion? It was $150 billion. So this is 3x that, give or take. Here, I'll throw a couple things out at you. You know, when I when I look at these numbers from the story, you know, everybody looks at $400 billion and think that's unbelievable. But if you amortize that over 25 years, it's not that much. 25 years, though, that they have them under their thumb is unbelievable. And that's what China does. And when I, when I I saw that data that you put up over there, and I saw Mexico list China as a 26% their number one ally. Ally? I had no idea they even thought of China as even a remote They've ally. invested in Mexico. Oh, exactly, yeah. and that is what China does. Mm-hmm. That's their diplomacy. They throw all kinds of money into countries. They build up their infrastructure, and then they own them. I mean, could you imagine if China had a huge presence in Mexico? That is a very, very big problem for the United States. And here's my question when you see all this and you hear Iran, you hear China, you hear, you know, all these threats and all the scary talk about it. But what do you guys think is the end game for a China, for an Iran? It's economic dominance, isn't it? Not so much Iran, but for China. They want to be the number one economy. This isn't a warfare type thing where they want to come in and take over this country, I don't think. Isn't it where they're just trying to become the most dominant country on the planet no questions so, asked so think about it this way who has an advantage the person that's dominating right now or the most ambitious person behind closed doors that's monitoring how you dominated for the last 50 years for me to study all the right wrong and the mistakes you exactly made exactly what china's doing who is got the edge china does mm-hmm. and china is exploiting that edge that they've had watching exactly what us has done and look at them now okay and, and by the way, this isn't just about made in China 2025. We're going to be the largest, you know, most powerful regime in the world. 
This is influence, control, and it's long-term. Mm-hmm. It is not short-term. And if they do take right. over, they're going to be imposing. Think about it this way. You know how they said if Germany would have won, everybody in the world would have been speaking what language? German, right? Oh, if Hitler would have won a German, everybody would have been speaking German, right? Okay, well, we know what happened. We all speak what? English. British, English, yeah. whatever you want to call it, we speak English, right? Okay. But what else has U.S. imposed to people around the world? Hey, uh, Mr. Gorbachev, please tear, tear down, down that, that wall. wall. You know, hey, what you guys need, communism, Yugoslavia, you need capitalism. Hey, China, what you guys need to do is you need to let your people own business and be capitalists. Hey, uh, Gorbachev, the problem that you have in your country is everybody drives the same car, everybody drives the same clothes. Let your people compete. So these people say, well, that's a great idea. We're going we're gonna to take capitalism on. But guess what China's going to do now? They're going to go impose their philosophies. And what's one of their philosophies? Silencing you. Silencing you. Their philosophies is no philosophies. Their philosophy is their philosophy. our way yeah. or the highway. Yeah. Yeah. And the number one power China has is silencing People, even if you're the most r- richest man in China, China, even if you're the you. richest man in America, because look at Elon Musk. They said, don't uh, video have video He's cameras not there on. Yet. They don't have the kind of control yeah. over Elon Musk. But in China, they do. We've cracked 3000. But go ahead. Okay. In China, in China do. they do. Yeah. Yeah. They impose yeah, not having uh, letting Tesla videotape anything on their cars. Right. But anyway, we cracked 3000. This is a big if deal. If you want to come up. So, folks, here's what I'm going to do. We cracked 3000. I'm going to show you this toy here that just arrived last week. I've been riding it. I've been having a blast with it. And I'm going to give you another surprise this Sunday. Nobody knows. That's the crazy surprise. That's going to come this Sunday. You know what the crazy surprise is. I think you out of everybody knows what the crazy surprise is. But which camera are you going to use? Are you going to use that camera? I'm going to turn it on so you may want to lower your audio if you're riding in the car and listening to this or if you're at work. Lower the audio because I want you to listen to the engine. Maybe put your earmuffs on because when I do it, you lower it a little bit yourself. Did you bring it down? Earmuffs. Yeah. You're going to hear how loud this thing is, but I want to show you the details of this ridiculous thing that we have here. And then we got a few more topics to get to before we wrap up the next 35 minutes. So hang tight. (laughs) Okay. Need a drum roll. You got the camera? Are you going to move with that camera? Hold on, let me get some social media presence going on here, PVD. Okay. Once you're ready, which way are you? Is it on or no? Okay. All right, you pull it up a little bit. Here we go. Here we go. Check this out. Okay, Sam, if you want to bring the camera closer, this is the new, if you want to come closer here, this is the first ever collaboration between Lamborghini and Ducati. Okay? First ever collaboration between the two. The Lamborghini that came out, the same exact kit that they used, they used on this. By the way, if you touch it, it's so sleek. It's ridiculous. It's the fastest bike in the streets right now, 0 to 60. This 63 represents the year Lamborghini got started. What most people don't know is the fact that Lamborghini was bought by Audi, and Audi also bought Ducati. So it's a collaboration between the two. They only made, they only brought 60 in the U.S., 600 made period, worldwide, 60 of them is in the U.S. if you want to come around so they can see this angle. Like, this literally just came in, if you can see this. The tires are brand spanking new. I haven't even put them in here. You see those fat tires. Look at the wheels, the color of the wheels. Can you pull it out a little bit or no? Yes, okay, good. Look at the wheels, what it looks like. It's the same exact color wheels as the Lambo. If you want to pull it a little bit. It's the, what color is that, by the way? Uh, there's uh, th- there's a, there's something gold they call it. What do they call it? Uh, there's a name for it. 
on the gold, but it's beautiful when you see this. I mean, it pops when you're writing it out there. Um, everything is numbered uh, at a 630. They made 630 of them. This is 417 at a 630. There's only, there's only 60 of these in the U.S., this being one of them. And uh, when I write it, it's absolutely ridiculous. 1260 Lambo, it's part of the Diavel family. Um, just a gorgeous bike. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I got this and I said I'm going to bring it on the podcast. Maybe have it be on the set for the next few weeks. But the new Ducati Lamborghini Diavel 1260 is in the house with only 16 U.S. You know what's crazy is the fact that 60 of them sold out in the first hour in the U.S., I believe that. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. They announced it within the first hour. They're like, it's done. I huh. called everywhere, everywhere to see if we can get one. Called every single place I could. Eventually, my uh, good people here, is it uh, Jim? Uh, Adam, is it Jim and uh, Mario uh, uh, at the Miami uh, Ducati dealership? Or is it for the Pompano Ducati dealership? Uh, and uh, I called Newport. I called Fort Worth. I called... Virginia's Ducati, I called uh, uh, Dallas, I called uh, L.A., I called everywhere. Mm -hmm. Finally got one that came in last week. Anyways. Congrats. Yes, that's the Ducati Lamborghini collaboration. Diavel Lamborghini. Gorgeous, man. It's just beautiful. If you see it in the streets, take a picture of them because you're only going to see 60 of these. And that's like a the bowl US. on the front, too, isn't it? Or what, what is the... What now, is... you want to hear what it sounds like? Yeah. Okay, let's, let's turn it on. Okay. Here we Get go. Get your earmuffs ready. Ear muffins, ladies and gentlemen. Now, Ear muffins. That's the speaker right there. All right. Let's watch these fly into. Yeah. Um, Show me. Yeah. Thanks. It's a neutral. Might be the new owner of Valuetainment. Do you have any neighbors or no? Ready? Jesus. Open it up. So have you been on the streets with it? Of course. Uh -huh. Do you get? Uh, yeah. I, I would imagine you get some great reaction. Oh, but I don't even. You can't even tell yeah. because it flies when you're going on it. But uh, is that street legal? Is that street legal right yeah, there? That is street legal. The other one. I've actually never. I've always wanted to use that term, street legal. Street I don't even legal. know what that means. Yeah, I don't. I think the Ubers you drive, they're all street. Legal. <laughs> oh, all street. the. You know, Ubers. I think the most interesting. Which, how many did you say? Sixty. Sixty. Who, only sixty. It'd be great to see the roster of the people that actually got them. I think the people that are on that roster probably are all. Die Hard. Raise the volume a little bit because we're low. Let's go back to normal. I think they're probably part of the Die Hard Ducati community. It's a crazy community. You're talking about the Ferrari, the Lambo of motorcycles. Mm -hmm. When you think about Ducati, that's what it is. What Aston Martin did, they teamed up with an old bike company that used to be called the Rolls Royce of Bikes. And they got a bike that came out, and that one is not street legal. So that's more for somebody like you who loves speed. Yeah. I know you love speed. Just Adam's a Die Hard speed, speed guy. Even now, in your 40s, on a motorcycle? Come on, Adam. Let me put it to you this way. There's nothing in Adam's body that likes speed. No. Okay? Nothing. <laughs> Adam, if the speed limit's at 65, he wants 60, is what he yeah. prefers. I once got pulled over for going too slow. Did you really, though? Yeah. I actually believe it. Yeah, I did. Seriously. Yeah, I got pulled. I mean, was, you know how You know why I believe this? So we go to the Andretti racetrack to go race. <laughs> you know what he does? He's on the right. <laughs> Letting everybody pass, and he's waving at all of us. <laughs> and he's just cruising. 
Okay, cruising and Paul Paul E was fantastic. I'm not you know, Paul it's funny though. Crushed. Some people are built for speed and others aren't. I mean, that does not throw them. I'm more in Adam's category. I'm not into it. <laughs> you know, I've been to Bob Bondurant's race like thing speed. many many times, yeah. and I'm not really into it. Some yeah. people are built for speed. Some people are yeah. built for comfort. Just you know, comfortable. It, listen, baby. whatever whatever floats your yeah. boat, man. That's when I the when I when about. I played sports though, when I ran the forty, when I played football, what was the fastest you ran the forty in? Four five nine. What'd you run it in? Probably about a four four nine or four five zero. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Center. Yes. You, 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 wait a minute. You said you were all what? You were all uh, uh... I mean, I, look, I was a, a football player. I was an athlete and I was pretty fast. Yes, so 45 four, for four, sure. 449 four, 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 on a good That's day. Legit. By the way, we just uh, we just confirmed uh, we running out the whole Dallas Cowboys stadium. And as a surprise to everybody, I announced last week Bo Jackson is going to come join us. Wow. So cool. yeah, we brought Dang. Bo Jackson. Yeah, Can Bo I come? will be. Who's a better sure. athlete? Right. Be Bo, yeah. Bo Jackson or Deion Sanders? Who's a better athlete? Yes. All around? All around. I don't know. That's a tough one. That's what I put it. That's I, how I put it out I, there. I would probably say the edge. I don't know. They say Bo one, is faster. One is, one is thunder, one is lightning. They, they said Bo ran a 419. God, that's ridiculous. Who's faster? Bo Jackson? They say Deion it's Bo. Sanders? Even Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders would be faster. Yeah. Deion said Bo's faster. Wow. That's scary. Deion, I feel like Tom Zenner could take him. It might be. It'd be yeah. close. You know, here, maybe now. Maybe now yeah. I could take Dion. But I think we set that up. You know, if Bo hadn't been hurt, he may have been the most accomplished athlete of all those, yeah. for sure. I asked a question yesterday mm-hmm. on Twitter saying, who's the greatest running back of all time? You'd be surprised who people said, but who do you think is the greatest running back of all time? Uh, I'll go with uh, Walter Payton. Who do you say? Barry Sanders. Yeah, I would say Barry Sanders as well. But there was arguments for Jim Brown. Yeah. Okay. He uh, twelve seasons, a thousand yards, yeah. whatever the number they put. I don't know the exact number, but that's somebody who commented. I don't even think it could be twelve seasons. Maybe it is twelve seasons with the thousand yards. Some put AP, Adrian Peterson. Oh no. Mm. They put as a top five. Yeah. Emmett Smith top five statistically. statistically they said if Barry Emmett. Sanders had Emmett's yeah. line, he would have destroyed everybody. Oh yes. Maybe destroyed. Eric Dickerson was he on? Eric that? Dickerson yeah. was on that list. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, what about uh, OJ? What about OJ? Some people said OJ was hilarious, and some people said LT. Ladainian Tomlinson. Yeah. He had a couple good seasons. Hey, respect to Marshall Falk. I don't. I don't. I think you got to run that in a top Marshall ten, Falk. top fifteen. You know, o- OJ amazing. screwed himself though because he was phenomenal. He was an unbelievable running back, but nobody thinks about yeah, him that I hate way when anymore. you screw yourself yeah. by killing two people. Okay, yeah, let worst. me ask this: Who's a better athlete, Deion Sanders or Bo Jackson? Thumbs up, Bo Jackson. Thumbs down, Deion Sanders. Right here, we got six hundred and eighty. Let me see the exact thing that we got right now. We got seven hundred and seven thumbs up, seven thumbs down. Bo Jackson thumbs up. Deion Sanders thumbs down. Watch us get about 200 thumbs down now in a minute because people say Deion. I'm actually well, curious right now. To our anti-sports community, this is they're going crazy right now saying stop talking <laughs> sports. Oh, my but, God. Uh, okay, all right, so let's see what we want to talk about next. Do you have any specific topic you want to go How into? How about the Apple, uh, the new Apple TV with the I'm microphone? Gonna, I'm going to veto you. I'm going to veto you. you I feel like, like it's one? a boring story. What I story feel, do you want to go to? I feel like we either need to go to... Americans investing or our friend Mark Zuckerberg on Facebook. Sure, I'll, I'll go with Zuck then. Okay, what page is he on? Zuck is on page four. four out okay, of let's go to page four. Here we go. The story is a story by Fox Business. Facebook spent $23 million on Mark Zuckerberg's security in 2020. Uh, $23 million on security for CEO and found Mark Zuckerberg in 2020 fiscal year. Social media giant disclosed last week. Facebook spent more than $13.4 million on personal security for Zuck at his residency, as it residences, and during 
personal travel. Zuck also received $10 million pre-tax allowance to cover additional security equipment and personnel for his family. The security costs rose slightly compared to 2019 when Facebook spent only $10.4 million as well as $10 million allowance. Facebook said Zuckerberg is a unique position because negative sentiment regarding our company is directly associated with them. $23 million. What do you think about it? I don't think it sounds exorbitant at all. Take a look at Mark Zuckerberg. The guy looks frazzled all the time. (laughs) All the time. I mean, I have never seen a picture of him or a video of him where he looks calm, cool, you know, relaxed. Yeah, yeah. The number of threats he must be facing are astronomical. If you think about every celebrity is harassed on some level. The yep. biggest ones are stalked and, and their life's mm-hmm. in danger. We just don't know. Sometimes you hear about it, but it's real. And I can only imagine with the controversial stances that Facebook takes, and he is Facebook. He is the face of it. He is he is the whole thing, as much yep. as one person can be identified with a brand as can possibly be. So I, I don't think $23 million to protect an investment of trillion of a trillion dollars is that exorbitant at all. And I'll say this. What did seem high to me when I looked at this story a little bit more in depth is they spent $6 million in security on Sheryl Sandberg. To me, that seems like a, a hell of a lot of money to be spending on a lower-level executive. And if you look at the numbers for other CEOs of tech companies, Jack Dorsey, I mean, I think he's on, what, I think it's around $3 million they spend on him. Eric Schmidt was three hundred k when he was at Google. Uh, the CEO of Google, or when, yeah, the CEO of Google now, $1.2 million. So... And, and Tim Cook is pretty low. He's about 800000 for his annual security is what Apple said. So, you know, there's just a lot of threats on him, I would imagine. He travels a lot. He, you know, he has compounds yeah. in Hawaii. So there's a lot of travel. I, I think a part of it has to be linked to hate it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, hate it and most potential future influence. I combine yeah. those two together. So Tim Cook, does he hate it? No. No. Not really. Does he have future influence of wanting to go out and run for office? I don't know if Tim Cook's going to run for office, right? Okay. You talk about uh, Sheryl Sandberg. Is she hated? Yeah, she's part of Facebook. Is she important? Without Sheryl Sandberg, they're not doing the kind of revenue that they're doing. So she's very powerful on what she changed again when she came from Google and she brought the algorithms to Facebook. I had Kenneth Bombas on. Okay, I don't know if you remember two months ago, two and a half months ago. This guy's a uh, bodyguard. Executive protection Mm -hmm. is what they do. And the company's called Global Threat Solutions, right? And he and I were speaking. I said, let me ask you a question. He's represented Clinton, presidents, billionaires, a bunch of different people that he's represented, okay? I asked him, you know, what is the life? I don't know if you guys remember when we talk about the fact that the bodyguards actually don't know how to fight. They know how to run. Great bodyguards and uh, uh, executive protection guys are great runners. They don't fight you. They hit and run is what they do. They don't sit there and say, hey, you want to fight? They're not looking for eight-degree black belt. They're looking for a guy that can know how to leave the building the fastest. That's their specialty. Pretty interesting when you think about them. And take their subject with them. So you want a skinny, small executive protection guy that knows how to fight, defend, and leave is what they want to do. We all saw the bodyguard with Kevin Costner. There you you go. Okay, so pretty much visualize that versus the 6'8", 300. That's not not executive. Like the rapper's bodyguard. That's a show. That's that's a show. Like who Floyd So I asked him, I said, said, let me ask you a question. If I want to get bodyguard, you know, I want to get your service. How much is it going to cost? And he says, what are you looking for? I said, what if I want to have a couple people full-time at my house all the time, one in the front, one in the back? He says, well, you have to realize that's three a day. So what do you mean it's three a day? Shift. He says, it's shift. It's eight hours. Yeah. He says, it's not only three a day. They can only work five days. So you really have three a day. So that's three times three is what? That's three times two is six. He says, you know, then six, you got to add Three more because the days they're off, they're working. So you yeah. add nine is what you got. Let's just say, okay. so you do the math. So the additional two days is additional. So that's 12 is what you're dealing with, okay? 
And he said, camera, everything to be there, full protection, travel, all that. He says, you're looking at about $3.5 million a year. Whoa. Yeah. He says, that's about three and a half. I said, what would you say? He says, $3.5 million a year. I said, three and a half. He says, yep. He says, you got to calculate around a thou, a, a thou a day for a real good one. So a thou a day times three mm-hmm. times, he's doing a whole calculation. You're looking at two and a half to three and a half million dollar a year. Yeah. So regular billionaires are getting $2 million to three and a half million dollars for body card service for something like this. $32 million for Zuck. $23 million for Zuck. I think it's a deal. I yeah. think it's a steal. And that's also if you only have one bodyguard at a time. We can't hear you. Raise this volume, please. I can barely hear him. Go ahead. Uh, that's only if you have one bodyguard at a time. Yep. Like three. That's right. Day. Yeah. So now imagine you have two or three, and like one of them is a driver automatically. Now you're traveling, jet, exactly. car, restaurant. Plus, 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 it's plus. constantly. And then also a yeah. big thing that, that was in the story is that last year, what happened last year? Pretty controversial year in many ways. It's election year. Imagine the money they get spent on Facebook to sway ads either way. And him, uh, yeah. I mean, he's he was probably one of the biggest one in the hot seat for things that they allowed, things that they fact-checked, this, that, and the other. So, I mean, it makes sense that it goes up. By the way, they voted Bo Jackson as a better athlete. Wow. Bo go Jackson? Ahead. Go ahead, yeah, so I thought so. Well, anyway, this this uh, 20, we got some stats for you um, for uh, on Mark Zuckerberg. This is, comes out to $2 million a month, about sixty-five grand a day. Uh, but you talked about being a controversial figure and how much it's all cost and approval made. You know, obviously he's worth over a hundred billion dollars at this point. Let's just talk about favorable and unfavorable ratings. Facebook's favorable rating, forty-three percent. Unfavorable rating, forty-seven percent. Okay, so more. I'm surprised it's not higher. Unfavorable, right? Yeah, I'm well, surprised it's not higher. Let me keep going. Mark Zuckerberg's favorable rating, twenty percent. Unfavorable, fifty-six percent. To put it in perspective, Trump's favorable rating was forty percent. 56% unfavorable. Keep going. Zuck, does he have too much power? 73% say yes. 41% say that that Zuck should resign. The only CEO in the country, the only tech CEO in the country that has an actual positive net approval rating is your friend Tim Cook. 23% favorable, 18% unfavorable. Yeah. Just a couple more stats for you. Does Facebook have too much power? 69% said yes. And then um, last stat, does 57% believe Facebook is primarily a harm to society and 71% believe the company prioritizes profits even if it causes societal harm? You know, if so you if, not if, good if ratings you, for our friends. If you got the quote Zuck. of $3 million for yourself, these other guys are lying. Jack Dorsey's, their, their numbers, they're lying. What did Jack Dorsey say? They said it was like uh, – <laughs> I'm no, uh, 79,000. Yeah. You're out of your mind. I know. I know. And literally, that's what they said yeah. for Eric Schmidt 300K and 1.2 million. Well, million. the only th- reason why I would believe is 79,000 is if you live in the office and you never leave. And you have to count the company's security as personal mm-hmm. security. Right. You have to have security. Exactly. The amount of money yeah. they invested in Twitter security in the building, you know how much money they probably put yeah. into security yeah. cameras, key cards, all of that? You know how much that costs? Yeah. That's a massive ticket right there. So, no, I don't think he's spending $79,000 yeah, in twenty six. Well, we just learned that people really, really don't like Zuck, and they really don't like Facebook. But So, Zuck, the human robot. Well, uh, why, though? Think about why. Here's what I want you to think about. We just talked about The Rock running because he's got 220 million Instagram followers. Mm-hmm. Zuck running. He's got 2.5 billion followers. Yeah. If Zuck, Zuck is the, the only guy, if you think about that, if he runs – he can be the new world order leader <laughs> if you actually think about it because he's got world global 
influence. Don't give him any ideas. Is what's well, up, Scott? Interesting. You did the art, the interview with Metacoven. Yep. He said that these tech companies virtual are governments. virtual governments. Yep. That was a pretty profound statement right there. They're becoming virtual governments is what they're becoming. Okay, so that's your story that we had with Zuck spending the security you were so yeah. concerned about. I'm glad we touched it. Let's talk about the <laughs> every given ship that has been sitting there not being able to leave. Check this out. Pretty crazy story on what's going on with the ship that we have parked there. Kai, uh, it's on page three. So every given ship forbidden to leave the Suez Canal until its owners pay up to a billion dollars in compensation for the chaos it caused. Business Insider Story. Egyptian authorities said that they wouldn't release the massive ship, which was stuck in the Suez Canal for almost a week, until its owners agreed to pay up to a billion dollars in compensation. Lieutenant General Osama Rabi, who led the Suez Canal Authority, said Egyptian authorities would demand a billion dollars to cover the cost of freeing the vessel. The figure would cover the expense of the equipment and machinery used to clear the way and damage to the canal itself by the dredging, uh, while also compensating about 800 people who worked to release the 200,000-ton ship. It would also fund the cost from blocking the canal, which ended up causing an epic traffic jam of more than 400 ships on either side of the channel. Fair or unfair? I think it's extremely unfair. Um, unfair to charge the billion? Like they should just take the hit themselves? It just makes them seem unsophisticated. It's it's like a ransom. It's crazy. $1 billion. How about we're discussing this, some sort of settlement? But meanwhile, the 25-man crew is held hostage. They haven't been allowed to leave that ship, even though they are members of a union, by the way. Shout out to Amazon's great success with their union vote. They can't get them off the boat. But I think it's just crazy. It makes you think, I never want to go to Egypt. My God, is if this is the way they do business or or, or the Suez Canal, how unsophisticated this, this governance is of it. I, I, I'm shocked by it. It's sitting right there. Just to come out and say a billion dollars is irrational and crazy. Well, this was costing, what, $400 million an hour? As, as far as like how much it was costing profits or... However, I don't know how they calculated that number. Commerce. Commerce. So, yeah, I, I, I agree that I actually I'm going to take the other side of this thing. I think a billion dollars is a, a hefty yeah, price tag. Yeah, but why pay but Egypt? If that was the global economy that suffered from that, right? Yeah, well, Egypt is the, the, the country that it all went down. They want their money, bro. They just, you know. So you're supporting Egypt. By the way, they haven't been I'm able to Egypt unload that ship one. either. I'm, a, all the, I'm, a, all the goods I'm with are my Egyptian on friends on this one. By the way, shout out to our Muslim friends out there. Today is the first day of Ramadan. And, you know, from a Jew to a Muslim, sitting with a Christian, sitting with uh, a <laughs> Zenner. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where you are. <laughs> He's a Christian. A Christian, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Just shout out to all our people shout out there. Like, can't we all just get along just like our friend um, Ronnie King? I agree. I agree. So, okay, so you're sticking to... The billion, I think the billion dollars is uh, fair because if you are being urgent about going out there and bringing all these, the dredging, the people, I, I just don't know how they go about doing it. How do you come up with the math to figure out would it be the ship owner to pay for it? Is it his fault? Whose fault was it? The wind? The, is that because the cause of it? Then that's going to cause an investigation because the ship owner is going to say, why am I going to pay for this? I didn't do it. I didn't cause the win. I didn't call everything that happened here. Yeah. This is your fault. So there's so much gray you area You could have built out the dam more. I mean, yeah. the dam hasn't been touched yeah, yeah, that's pretty the, much that's the, the last argument. 50 years. Yeah, I agree. So why, 
why and what does that money go to just to yeah. damages or to build but, out but don't get me wrong prevent. they did take a hit though there is a yeah, hit yeah. taken but i would want to know what caused it if it's man-made or if it's nature, if it's nature, why don't you sue God? Send the bill to him. See what's going to, if he's going to pay for he it or not. That. He might pay that. Hey, the hard costs, by the way, are about 120 million for for the digging, the dragging, the towing, the all that stuff is about 120 million. So to me, a billion is exorbitant. I mean, this is something. How do you settle this right away? You don't hold a ship hostage and say, "Pay a billion, or you can't move on." There's 20,000 crates on there that they haven't been able to unload. That's affecting a lot of people yeah. that paid for that, that it's supposed to be coming through. That's what insurance companies are for. Those are the, that's the that's what's going to eventually pay the toll on this anyway. It so just seems like a number go. they kind of made up. Yeah. Like, oh, a billion. All right, go with it. There's no math involved. I think it's just pure emotion. Well, you better not point. screw up the next time you go through the Suez Canal, man. Yeah. They are not playing. No, I know not. you're planning on going there in a few weeks, so just yeah. take it easy with yeah, the yacht. Yeah, it's, it's, right? uh, it's going to be it's going to be a fun trip out there. It's going to be a fun trip out there. By the way, he's kidding. I don't want people to think I'm going to Suez Canal. Okay, <laughs> Ta- uh, Adam, it may go to Iran before I go to Suez Canal. Okay, so let's talk about New York raising income taxes. Something that shocked the hell out of us. I couldn't believe New York would actually raise income taxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, hence the sarcasm, but let's take a look at what New York did hit. New York raises income taxes on super wealthy, raising concerns among corporations. A morning brew story. Last week, lawmakers passed a budget that raised the personal income tax on individuals for over a million dollars and introduces two new brackets of those making more than $5 million and $25 million. Can you imagine you have a tax bracket for people making over $25 million a year? <laughs> the changes mean that the wealthiest New York City residents will face the highest combined local and state personal income rate in the country, surpassing California. New York officially passed California. Interesting. So 250 business executives have sent a letter to state lawmakers arguing that the higher tax would jeopardize New York's recovery from the economic crisis inflicted by COVID-19 by sending high net worth people fleeing. Meanwhile, just three hours south of the JetBlue flight, Miami Twitter in chief, Mayor Suarez is welcoming New York's wealthy with a promise of zero state income taxes and carbon reservation, which makes New York City leaders, including mayoral candidates Andrew Yang and Ray McGuire, anxious that that tax hike could lead to a 1970-esque corporate exodus when the city lost half of its fortune 500 companies and then keep going to the next story very interesting new york city wealthiest look to exit as a state readies hefty tax increase that's a cmbs story it's different stories new york's top business leaders are gearing up for potential mass exodus as coma state lawmakers prepare to raise their taxes with the state budget set to increase the personal income tax on the wealthiest new yorkers okay we covered that wealthy business leaders who have historically resisted moving at least some of their resources to florida or other less less tax state uh, uh, explained that they are now seriously considering as working from homes becomes the norm, allowing more flexibility. Florida does not have a personal income. Okay. So similar story, two mm-hmm. different articles. By the way, you know who just moved to Florida, Palm Beach, and bought an $83 million home? Larry yes, Ellison. Larry, Larry Ellison, Ellison just no. bought an $83 million yeah. home in tearing it down or Palm Beach. Like that and Donald Trump Jr., and Kimberly got a place in they, Jupiter for $9.6 million. They, they sold their house, I think, in uh, Connecticut. Are they married they or just Jupiter. dating? They're not married. I, I, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. They're but not married, I, think they're, I think they're just dating. Yeah. Seriously dating, though. But go ahead. What do you think about New York? Any different I, opinions? We've been following I mean, we've been following the story. This is not a new story. Yeah. I just love, shout out to Suarez. my guy, Mayor Francis Suarez. We, we hung out with him the other day. Uh, we were at the event. This was literally one week ago, I believe. Um, and I just love how all roads lead to Florida, lead to Florida, and specifically Miami. I love how he has now taken the new moniker, the Tweeter in Chief, Francis yeah. Suarez. So how can I help? 
Come on down to Florida. The weather's fine. By the way, some people still don't know that Valuetainment is in Florida. I get that. Where do you go? Well, Where today, a video went out saying why I moved to Florida. I just went out Did with it a video. Really? Finally, this morning. Okay, yeah. well, about time. Yeah, finally. So today. we're go in ahead. Florida, yeah. and it's just... Uh, Come on down, New York. You know, the thing that just annoys me is just the, the level of unsophistication and uncreativity that these politicians have in these states. I mean, you've got to make a, a conscious decision. I'm going to live in New York, and I'm going to live in California. I'm just going to have to deal with it, right? Uh, there's better alternatives. And you look at a state like Florida and Texas that has no state income tax, and they're thriving. They are taxing less, and it's working. And these bozos just think we'll just keep adding taxes, and the lowest hanging fruit is the rich people. It's the corporations. It's people making $25 million or more. So that's the easy target. You go against the extra you know, few billion that you pump into the general economy, and it doesn't do anything. Because the other story attached to this is how they're giving away $13,000 to undocumented immigrants or something in New York as well, which is staggering and unbelievable. Kai, do you have that story in here? Because that's right the story that. I'd like to go yeah. to. It's right above that story. Which, which page is it on? Same page. Though. You just read the same page. Okay, there's page six. Okay, let's go into that as well, because they all go together. $2.1 billion. For undocumented workers signals New York's progressive shift. This is a New York Times story, which is the most progressive newspaper out there saying progressive shift. After sweeping move by lawmakers this week, New York will now offer one-time payments of up to $15,600 to undocumented immigrants who lost work during the pandemic. The effort, a $2.1 billion fund in the state budget, is by far the biggest of its kind in the country and a sign that the state shift towards policies championed by progressive Democrats such as AOC in the state of New York. Republicans in- instantly criticized the measure as out of touch at a time when many other New Yorkers were still struggling, while some Democrats from swing districts upstate and on Long Island said privately that a publicly funded rescue program for people are not in the country legally would be wielded as a uh, uh, as a uh, uh, against cudgel. Them in a fu- cudgel against them in future elections. New York's fund dwarfs a similar. Relief program enacted in California where officials set up a $75 million cash assistance program last year and gave undocumented immigrants a $500 one-time payment okay. on a first-come, first-served basis. This is $15,600. Yeah. They probably won't tax them either. If you're, okay, look. Adam, do you support this? No, hell no. Why this not? This is ridiculous. This it's is unfair. Absurd. Look, this is undocumented immigrants. These aren't, for, yeah, you know, so if you're going to give a $500 payment to, you know, somebody or a stimulus to a, your fellow Americans, cool, I get it. Fifteen thousand freaking dollars to undocumented immigrants. For people that don't pay taxes. How does that even? How is that even a good idea? I would love to get the other end of the spectrum. It's unfair. They lost their jobs. How come you don't care? They're not American citizens. What are we talking about here? Okay. Adam, you sound like a conservative. You sound like Ted Cruz right now. Please watch your language. I sound like a reasonable person. Do, oh, okay. I sound like a reasonable Which is why person. It's so shocking. <laughs> oh, Zenner, you don't want to. You don't want to let the cat out the bag, Zenner. This guy flip flops more than a guy on a vacation. So. Um, it's just absurd. It's just absurd. And sometimes, you know, to my fellow Democrats out there, sometimes you need some tough love. Just like, you know, if someone's a family member, they need some tough love. This is freaking absurd. How does someone even justify this to to the AOCs out there, to the Bellasios out there, whoever the hell's running the Here's show in New York thinking. City? Like, listen, this is the, ridiculous. The 1974 exodus of what happened with Fortune 500 yeah, companies. 50% of them. Like, listen, you realize... You have documentation to know what happened in the 1970s when the massive exodus took place. How do you not see trends, New York? How do you not see it? How do you not see that that is taking place? Rewarding people for doing nothing is one of the stupidest things you can possibly do as a government. And it is hurting businesses huge. Like in California, I'll give you an example. You go to restaurants that are finally able to open again. You know what their biggest problem is? 
wait staff, hmm. support staff. They can't find people because they cannot rehire the people that used to work there because they're making more money on unemployment. Hmm. It doesn't make sense yeah. for them to go back to work. So good restaurants then have to go to a shrinking pool to try to find qualified applicants that can handle that. They have to retrain them. They have to pay. First, they have to find people that probably don't even have experience as waiters. And you see that difference. You talk to restaurant owners. It's a huge, huge problem. This is just so it's so stupid it almost makes you wonder why democrats didn't think of it sooner right it's almost like a story you would see in the onion and you're like oh okay hilarious yeah exactly but it's not fifteen thousand dollars buddy fifteen thousand dollars and it's normal today. and it's untaxed too right yeah. i mean they won't they won't Can even you imagine that you know what like some people are gonna be like take away my green card give me the money I feel, I'll, I'll be an, i'll be illegal here. i feel Just like they're gonna the they're gonna justify that by saying with payments up to $15,000, meaning they might not get the whole thing. They might qualify for $1,000 AOC is celebrating right now. AOC is sitting there saying, yeah. we are making yeah. New York more Give progressive. Me, be AOC for a yeah. second. You know, flip the script. You're yep. AOC. Yep. Why does this make sense? Why does this I, make sense? So, some of the t things that you said is you like to, f to research yeah. the other side just to kind of get this different. This is 100% socialistic philosophy. Okay. This is, this is all we're going to take care of you. This is a, what comes after this is when you take care of undocumented uh, immigrants. Next comes if they live here and they pay taxes, they ought to be able to vote as well. I mean, you're leading to the direction of wanting to allow undocumented uh, immigrants to be able to vote. And once that happens, forget about uh, anybody winning on the right if that takes place. Yeah, but place. then nobody's winning on the right in New York anyway. So uh, why is that such I, a— I don't know. I think, I think we're too quick to think that America is going to be the greatest country in the world forever. Like, this money is going to be here forever, and we can spend it because money is going to be here forever. You Listen, you are not rich forever. Mm -hmm. You know how people retire, and they're sitting on the money, and they're like, oh, you know, I got my retirement a million dollars. How old are you? 65. Dude, you're going to live to 90. Yeah. A million dollars at 65? 25? No, no. You, 25 years. Say you get 3% interest on your million dollars. That's $30,000. Mm -hmm. Say Social yeah. Security sends you another twenty grand. That's $50,000. You're you going to be able to afford that for the next 25 years? And your lifestyle's been 150? No. You need four or five million dollars. So people think money supply and success lasts forever. Mm -hmm. It doesn't. New York is getting cocky. New York is getting arrogant. New York is thinking nobody will leave them because it's New York City, the financial capital of the world. They forget that many other financial capitals of the world lost their reputation mm -hmm. due to exact kind of policies. That New York is but doing. They got to be reading what's going on in the news. They got to be saying what's going on. They're already leaving. Adam, it's not like, well, maybe you, we'll leave. They've already you, left. How do you how do you reason with unreasonable human beings? But Cuomo's the type of person that seems reasonable. Yeah, but as Cuomo, much as the he, only will, thing Cuomo's thinking about right now is just, to make sure he doesn't get impeached. What do you think Cuomo's ass, thinking about? It. Are you serious? Mm -hmm. Cuomo wakes up every day with somebody new coming out and saying he kissed me on the cheek. He did this. He did that. Every day he's got a different story coming out. I haven't heard many stories in, in the last few weeks. Well, many maybe stories. they're happy because this passed. Maybe that's why you kind of got silenced. By the the people around him say the exact same thing, that he's only governing to save himself. I mean, that's it. That's, that's his main motivation most of the time anyway, especially now. You're not more powerful than the, the tribe of Democrats and everybody on the socialist side. You are not more powerful than them. You just are not. It's that, it's that straight up. You think you are, you're not. No matter how many lives you did and everybody loved you, Cuomo, no. Mm -hmm. It's not how this thing works. Okay. Last story I want to do here before we wrap up is Ron DeSantis. Why Ron DeSantis' 2024 stock is rising? A Wall Street Journal story. DeSantis has burnished his brand with a COVID-19 response that has enthused the voters' base of a former President Trump while in Florida, at least, also impressing the kind of moderate and suburban 
voters who turn away from Mr. Trump in 2020, as the GOP looks to rebuild after losing a presidential election last year, that formula could give Mr. DeSantis an advantage over rivals who similarly are trying to forge their own path in the shadow of Trump. Over the past year, DeSantis rejected the advice of most public health experts and reopened the state's economy early, resisted mask mandates and other restrictions, and made Florida one of the most permissive settings in the U.S. He, pers- he received praise from Republicans and scathing criticism from Democrats while sparring regularly with the media practice that endeared him to fans and allies of Trump. Thoughts. You know, he's not a lightning rod like Trump is. And if you're thinking about 2024, the Republicans have to find some candidate that they maybe get a little bit of momentum behind. Trump came out the other day and said, I don't even know if I'm going to run for president again. And if I do, I won't say anything until 2022. So he's really not really a factor right now. And, and DeSantis is doing well. The state's doing well. Um, he's likable. He's not hated by everybody on the left yet. So we'll see. Um, I don't know if that do you think that's his intentions, maybe to Look run for the president? picture they use with the finger to show the similarities between him and Trump. You know how Trump would do the finger thing. Well, this is the Wall Street Journal. They're 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 more center right. right. I think yeah. they're center right. I, I, I trust what the Wall Street Journal has to say. Well, look, Florida for sure was the big winner in the pandemic. OK, Texas, you know, arguably up there as well uh, with uh, Governor Abbott. Um, who ha- I guess was polling around zero at-, at CPAC, and Ron DeSantis was polling pretty well. But Florida was the big winner in the pandemic. They did what? They hosted the Super Bowl. They hosted the NBA bubble. They've been trying to get the Olympics down here. So credit needs to go to the top. He's the governor. He's in charge of Florida. So, you know, he made some magic happen. Um, but in, 20- in 2024, I don't think he stands a chance against the Rock. So there it is. DeSantis doesn't stand a chance against The Rock in no. 2024. No. Interesting. You think Rock's running in 2024? I, I would guess maybe 20. I don't, I don't know. I, how, do, I, how do you run in 2024 yeah. against? If you're going to be a Democrat, you can't run. Because he can't run, run against again. Biden. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's, just, yeah. let's not assume that Biden's going to be there. <laughs> well, okay. You, you are thinking I have a $1,000 bet that he's going to well, make it through this term. Listen, this thing's making you money here with this. I'm making money. Making. <laughs> I got to tell you, you got to have like I'm your own I'm not red. Site. I'm not blue. I'm all about you, the green, baby. You know, but now if you, you think know. about it, the state of Florida is the capital of the Republican Party now that you have the entire Trump family living here, right? And yeah. you got a strong governor. So. Watch for him. Mario Hernandez just gave 100 bucks and said the $15,000 seems excessive, plus undocumented immigrants do pay taxes from sales to Fed and don't get a tax refund for uh, or very little. Uh, well, that's true, but the they refund. don't pay, a, they don't pay income point. taxes. That's the difference. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the difference. That's the difference what we got there. Okay, anyways, all right, guys, we're at the end of it here. If you enjoyed the podcast, smash that subscribe button. We're getting closer to that 100,000 with PBD Podcast. Yep. It is a separate channel, and if you enjoyed it as well, put that uh, thumbs up. Uh, we are going to add the short clips to our channel here soon. Mm-hmm. And this Thursday, I believe, is it Tom Ellsworth with us Tom or Ellsworth. no? Well, if if we can figure out a way to do the tequila thing, maybe we will do four. I don't know if we have the fourth mic here or not. Let's Sam? see what we can do between now and we Thursday. Still don't have Having it said that, gentlemen, good to be on. I had a yes. good time with you guys Pat, today's real podcast. Real quick, congratulations yeah. on the Ducati. I appreciate that, buddy. Thank you to the loyal listeners that stayed with us yes. to get us to 3K. Yes. We respect you. Yes. And shout out to Kai over there doing great research and our Bosnian friend out there who's doing some awesome work out there. Bosnian researcher for yes, Vitamin. He's the man. Phenomenal Kai, job he's doing, name? by the way. Emin. Our man, I got to tell you, Emin, I love the research that you're doing. Thanks, Emin. Have a good one, everybody. Take care. Bye bye.